everybody to Sports Goose number 109. I'm Francisco, joined by my good buddy Charles. And well, who's, who is that uh, on, the, on the line as well? I'm out of the penalty box, gentlemen. <laughs> well, uh, maybe not a penalty box. I'm not doing anything wrong, but it certainly feels like I'm being punished. And, and the, the, the gods are pretty pissed off because we're hearing the thunder coming <laughs> as you came back yeah. in. But, like, who dares put this competent man on this show after three years of debauchery? <laughs> or three, it feels like three years, but like a month of debauchery. Yeah, just me and Charles, just uh, all kinds of odd oddities. And yeah, Andrew's Return is sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> it per- played perfectly at, at the moment that he said hello. So there you go, Andrew. Wait, uh, we're sponsored by McDonald's now? Yeah, you've been is gone a little- bit, man. <laughs> We uh, we broke a lot of rules because remember we're like oh hey we're gonna eat McDonald's stuff we're gonna do McDonald's things in the yeah. entire month we've been sponsored I have not had McDonald's and that's not my fault it's because true. they have been close renovations on late night drives back man Ooh. so that's on you guys mm. yeah so yeah Andrew yeah th- things have happened <laughs> in the meantime uh, if if y'all want to get some. Uh, Charles Mustache merch. You can find that at our store. You got new well. babies? Get my mustache as a onesie. Yeah, Char- yeah. Charles is about to give that to all kinds of friends and family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all hate your life yet? <laughs> you should, because if you don't buy one of these for your babies and make it stylish, they're going to get... You know, they're going to get picked on. You, you want to get the little Reeboks? No, no, no. Get, get the mustache onesies. Mm-hmm. You can get a mustache mask. I might actually do that for work just to mess with people. Oh, that would be awesome. I I, think I would love for you to... Yeah, just go to work with it. Don't go to, like... Uh, I, I, I couldn't go to court. I yeah. I feel like the judges may not have that much of a sense of humor. Uh, the judge I had today was actually pretty cool. I liked them today. I didn't... Yeah. Um, was joking around, and he was—he was pretty cool. I liked him this morning. Uh, all right, so it made my—it made the one-hour wait, Andrew, pretty good to listen to him. So that's why it took me a while to for us to have lunch. But yeah, Andrew, it's—it's it's been a while. It has been a long while since you've been on. Uh, sports have happened yeah. between that time. Been you know? At least a month. Yeah, we had All-Star games. We had a Stanley Cup final. We had an NBA final. We had an NHL draft. We're having an NBA draft tonight, and and I'm gonna stay on for all, all. I mean, last year was four hours, so if it's gonna go four hours, it's gonna go four hours today. And I went insane last year, and judging by our podcast numbers, that's actually one of our best. Um, episodes was me losing my mind so i'm hoping we get some of that this Your anti-establishment year. you're loved uh I, my apathy is you should the... francisco you should get yourself a bts meal to to get yourself through this that, that sweet chili and cajun flavors mm. might uh, wake you up wait a little bit. have you had it andrew i have not oh okay all We're right. sorry, McDonald's. <laughs> None of us have gone and gotten. We, we want to try. <laughs> Listen, I'm. I've. I've been. I have been. Uh, I've considered getting some of their meals. I forget who have been their partners in the past, but I've just never pulled the trigger. The BTS one, not really for me because, again, I'm not a big sweet chili and Cajun flavor. 
person. I, I'm not a big fan of uh, what's the word? Heat. I don't know. Spice. Mm. I, I I'm a, allergic to it. I guess not literally, but you you get the point. Mm. Yeah. It'll it'll take me a few episodes to get back into the, into the podcast mindset. Right now, I'm just kind of jumbling words together. All right. That's fine. Well, we we've got. I mean, that was literally us when you weren't here, bus. Yeah, we had some improvisational <laughs> episodes. I made a Charles mustache because I was running out of things to say about baseball before the trade deadline. <laughs> the Marlins suck. Was, you know that's uh, apathy is starting to creep in for baseball too. So yeah, yeah. Don't worry, Andrew. It's fine. I I, I think I'm, we might have prepped for one episode, but. For the most part, it's we just delayed. we yeah. delayed other things. We just started talking about video games. <laughs> Always a nice fallback and food. There's and a lot food. of trash talk on Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. you know we're gonna have the yeah. Char- Charles had like a 30 minute rant last episode. Well, uh, hopefully I'll be able to rein you all in a little bit. All right, so won't won't get us frisky today. That's it's fine. too late. We've tasted blood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we got a jam-packed show. There's a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things going down. A lot of things happening. So uh, I don't even know where to start, man. Okay, Olympics. Olympics are happening, right? Have you guys watched anything at all? I have. You have. Andrew. Mm-hmm. All right. What have you been watching? Uh, well, I... think I, the baseball tournament I, started today, right? Uh, yes, it did. Uh... And I'll continue today. I, I'm not even going to go with tonight, tomorrow, whatever, because the time difference is 13 hours. Yeah. So right now it's 8 a.m., so they're probably just about to get going. I think they usually start around 9 a.m. their time. I think, um, what was it, the first game was Israel versus South Korea, right? Correct. And Israel lost on a walk-off. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not happy. I think, I think it was what, a wild pitch? I, I wasn't able to catch the game. I I was sleeping. Okay. Well, like I, I think it was something like that, like a walk-off hit-by-pitch or something like that. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Oh, man. Um, but we get another go at it tonight or in the next group of hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go against the USA, and I think that's a must-win because it's, it's three team pools. So you're going to have a a a 2 and 0 team, a 1 and 1 team and an 0 and 0 and 2 team. Mm-hmm. Um I think. But anyway, it's the top 2 from each pool advance. So a loss here will definitely eliminate Israel. Mm. So that's happening. I I watched well luckily if anybody has NBC or like a Xfinity or that's us that stuff or a cable subscription NBC Sports pretty much has everything on right now with regards to the Olympics so you can watch pretty much a lot of stuff live through that which makes it easier rather than waiting for NBC's nightly package of of curated stuff for us dumb Americans <laughs> because that they they truly believe we are the stupidest people on earth <laughs> this is what fencing is like we can't figure it out for ourselves but uh, yeah, and they actually have a nice highlight channel, so that it kind of condenses everything that's going on uh, over the course of, what, more than a week now since the Olympics started? 
So there you go. I mean, the, the great thing about Olympics is we had video game music in the opening ceremonies. So thank God. I, and I keep saying this, guys. I don't know if you guys agree with me. There should be more video game music utilized at sporting events. There's, I mean, sheesh, well, man. Considering what they played, it, it was a very big sign togetherness any time we bring in Kingdom Hearts because it unites us all we <laughs> Disney and Final Fantasy fans. I mean, it, yeah, just, but like video game music in you general. You want Doom, though. Let's be honest. When Team America, when Team USA is kicking in, you want the Doom uh, Slayer theme I mean, song. I, I just think, I mean, the Doom soundtracks would be perfect for hockey games. My God. Why? Why? We keep using all these, and forgive me, Andrew, I know you're a huge music aficionado, all these 80 metal bands, but the video games of today are, were inspired by them, just like Doom, and Doom freaking soundtrack was basically slight plagiarism of those songs, and and yet here, we don't use them, ah, uh, just a gripe I have of, of entertainment people running sports arenas and stadiums today, it's just, come on guys. Have a little culture. Have a little bit of culture. That's just all I'm saying. Well, let, let's have fun with this. One game series. One video game series. It sounds like you're 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 pulling out a lot of evil stuff with that thunder coming from behind you, Charles. Well, you know, lo and behold, I bring in the furious. Yeah. All right, boys. What video game soundtrack do you want to hear if your if your team's in the Olympics? If ooh. Ooh. Put on the spot. First off, Andrew, how do you feel? Like, you know, this is what happens. We're not used to him here, and I, I, yeah, I need my little bebla with me. Um, how do you feel about video game soundtracks in the Olympics? Depends on the soundtrack. I mean, from um, yeah. I mean, well, 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 wait, well, well, hold on. It depends on the sport and then yeah are you, are you talking about it's playing while the event is going on well i think <laughs> it's awesome. like introductions right when they came on but the I mean, ceremony like, how did you feel about little, yeah the, let's the, say in the fiddle of a, f a fencing match they playing video game music i think that'd be awesome that's just me. i've done it with mario and sonic but yeah <laughs> i i'm not a fan of adding stuff that is normally not there like for example fencing is always silent mm -hmm. um i'm cool with again depending on the music being part of the intro or whatever although i think it would be fantastic if they played video game 16-bit versions of the national anthems <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fun yeah. Um, oh, like NHL 94 or something. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I don't see why it can't hurt. Okay, so uh, Charles, to answer your question. I mean, Zelda Twilight Princess's soundtrack, I think could, could go well. Anything with that type of orchestral score would be pretty good. You know, just like a grand atmosphere, especially if you have like a storied franchise or something. I mean, like your New York Yankees who got spanked by the Rays today, fourteen nothing. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're like we're like Team USA. This is basically round robin because both teams suck anyway. <laughs> I uh, have my suggestion. I think Andrew would agree with me on this one because it's so epic, and I think I don't care about the Olympics. You guys already know how I feel about that. For the last three years, I've talked about my 
my natural to say, what am I winning out of this, right? You know, am I, yeah. am I saving my village from being decapitated? Yeah, that, up the ante. Well, some of them are, but yes. <laughs> well, well, ooh, ooh, that was well, I was going to segue to that much later, but you know, we won't hit that just yet. Um, yeah, oh, I actually thought about what I was going to write to that segment. I'm proud of myself. But anyway, back to that before we go into um, the tangent that I would have had. It was just be. The orchestral venue for Halo uh, would be awesome. I mean, yes. you have reverence of like non hillbillies representing Team USA, <laughs> but you know, or those non hillbillies who are just coming in and going, oh, basically have Simone Biles coming in because you know it's the end. Mm. You just have that whole uh, with Master Chief and the um, the Arbiter in the background with the yeah. Halo. I'm like, that's basically her. She's she's the end of things, guys. Or Team USA women's gymnastics in total. It's yeah. just the Halo orchestra music. There is no other individual or team representing it now for the Olympics that even comes closer. You don't get that reference. Damn it. Like that freestyle are. segment that they do, they should probably just have that playing in the background. Yeah, I'm just saying, the whole thing. Y'all yeah. already know it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can That's go for my that. Suggestion. Like everybody, everybody, even if you don't own an Xbox, you know that theme. You just know it. Uh, all right. So. Uh, other things from the Olympics, uh, well, uh, Japan won their softball tournament over Team USA 2 nothing to win the gold. Uh, first time softball and baseball has been, has been played since 2008, so that's a big deal. And of course, it makes sense because they're in Japan and that's their national sport. So why wouldn't they have it? But it's still not a given whether that's going to come back in the future. Although, we have, dressa- we have dressage and I don't get why we can't have baseball. I mean, it's... Uh. Well... Unfortunately, and this uh, kind of sort of segues into something I want to discuss in a little bit, but kind of like how Vanderbilt is still considered a member of the SEC, or I don't know, (laughs) has a college football program. (laughs) Uh, Well, every team, but anyway, even though Vanderbilt is still a part of the SEC, although they don't bring anything in, they're still there because it's a legacy program. Mm -hmm. So in that regard anything equestrian is kind of one of those legacy sports i guess and those aren't going anywhere uh, by the way kind of makes yeah. sense with vanderbilt and and the horse stuff yeah uh, although in, well in to defense do. to vanderbilt they have a very good baseball team so yes they, they, do. they actually do bring something to the table fun fact though guess who was on the u.s olympic equestrian team this year uh somebody who played That's for right. them Bruce Springsteen's daughter. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Love the boss. Okay, I see. Yeah, we we that that that's nice. Uh, okay, another thing. Uh, Simone Biles pulls out for mental health reasons. There's a big stink happening right now for some people, and of course the argument of players not just in this sport and all kinds of sports we saw with naomi osaka over in tennis during wimbledon i believe where she pulled out for mental health reasons and now we see it here for simone biles and some people are pissed at her for doing so and it's not that big of a deal and other people especially me after what i experienced this year am like good for her everybody else can go fuck themselves (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh. well i i found out i mean 
I, I'm, I'm cool with her calling and pulling out for any reason. She's not. She's earned it at this point. She, she's, she's not going to pull out for. She's not going to take herself out of a competition willy nilly. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, "Oh, it's it's hurting her team." If if something is serious enough to warrant you deciding, you know what, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, is probably going to hurt your team if you can't do it. But f- screw the team. Forget the team. Simone, she doesn't need to give a reason for what she what yeah. she came out for. Yeah. But she did give a reason. Yes. And the second that she gave it, everyone's like, in the gymnastic community, is like, Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She called it twisties, yes. which I've never heard that term before. Mm. But apparently it's just the inability to judge yourself spatially when the when in the air. Yeah. Um, her example that she gave was she intended to do two and a half twists on the vault. And she only ended up doing one and a half. So somewhere in the air, she lost a full twist. Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine how scary that is when you there's that possibility of cracking your neck on a hard vault like that. Yeah. Like, oy, yeah. God, I, 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 I'm glad she pulled out. Yeah. She, I think she's 24. You know, if she wanted to, she could come back for twenty twenty four. I mean, I'm, I know that's a bit old for gymnastics, um, but not undoable. But I mean, there was a, I think Belarusian, maybe Russian, gymnast who came back at forty six. So who knows? But either way, she's got a full life ahead of her, regardless of whether it's in gymnastics or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Reinforcing this point in gymnastics team event, someone has to scratch on every apparatus anyway. So by pulling out a game of USA, hi BU, uh, better shot as they'd be feeling a team that was potentially good. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So if if she was going to be impaired in some way, that's that's shorthand. That's handcuffing the team a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she actually, she actually help the team have a better shot rather than letting ego or whatever got in front of side or, or even just uh, pressure just to perform get in the way of that. So if anything, she'd be more, way more commended for that than anything else. So good for her. Good for her. Everybody else just screw themselves. All right. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. My hot take is essentially this: the Olympics don't matter; it's all <laughs> fake, right? They're, you're going to complain about an individual making a determination whether you like it or not for her making her own choices. And in honest, y'all don't care about Simone Biles. Y'all don't Biles. Mm-hmm. Simone Biles. The reason why I like Simone Biles is because you're told by ESPN, by the country, NBC. by sports, yep. whatever thing is NBC that she matters. You don't follow gymnastics as it is. Yeah. She is not your love child. It's the same way of how none of you guys followed swimming. It's how like none of you followed true running with Usain Bolt. 
you are just bandwagoners and to tell somebody who has put their life since they were children deal with their family their friends their societal pressures and now that she's letting her country down this is where i was going with it earlier y'all don't know the consequences that you know for this poor young woman i'm gonna say because i'm 32 next month so i can say people now right get my grades and i found one but <laughs> for this poor young woman to have to go for people who are really ignorant and i say ignorant not because of the situation i say ignorant because they just can't accept people's reasoning without explanation they and you know the problem is even if she did say a little bit of a twisties look i'll be very frank i don't know how having the case of the twisties which seems like a physical component issue is intertwined to mental health issues but what i'm saying is i don't need her to give me an explanation you people are requiring an explanation and you want it to be the worst thing possible to what you think is a justification of why she couldn't be there you need grandma grandpa you know you cut that her cousin the whole family just to die of the virus or something else in there to justify her pullout you need this traumatic effect where as an individual there's a person who's just saying enough and you don't respect her boundaries none of you care in that sense you, you put on this fake collage of you know, the Olympic itself for this nationalism and pride and everything coming like that. But, you know, this, this girl who, this woman who has just kind of put her own heart, sweat and tears coming into it, has to come out of here, some guy who's eating Cheetos or some gal who's eating Cheetos on the couch, you know, trying to critique what all this is meaning for T-Work. I don't care about that. Shrods you are as fan bases, even to that to even support her. Not a fan. Shut the hell up. She's a grown woman. Let her make her own decisions because you know what? How are you going to feel if you were trying not to even... How bad do you feel going to your typical nine to five job, wherever, whenever at a professional level, at a retail level, at the gas station, at Burger? When does it even have to inquire to your manager why you just didn't want to come to work today? Why you want to ask for that day off? That PTO that you're so used. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Why That's aren't fine. you serving up BTS meals? Hey, they're sponsoring us. So we're not going to attack. We love your BTS meals. Yeah. Why aren't you giving us your tuna that's not tuna at Subway? <laughs> You know, oh, Charles, man. Andrew, and Francisco, and B, you need that. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's that's our take on that. So let's see. We can move on, shall we? We're, we're, we're still not at NBA draft time. That's fine. We, we, we still really don't care. So it doesn't really matter. I, 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 I make a motion. Yes. For our next topic. Yes. Um, and... It's it's a bit of a surprise, but mm-hmm. I, I'm breaking the mold here. We have some breaking NBA news. What? <laughs> what? Apparently, the Lakers are near a deal to acquire Russell Westbrook in exchange uh, yes. for Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, Montrezl Harrell, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and a 2021 first round pick. Mm-hmm. But they're also supposed to be for Buddy Heal. So it's like, can you get both? I don't know how. Yeah, we'll see. Should we chime in on this before? I, I, I could chime in on briefly of why it's good breaking news and why it might be possible. Because nobody is under contract this year except for LeBron, AD, KCP, Montrezl just probably opted in, and Kuzma. So what happens is you still have an open of 10 roster spots. You trade away. Uh, Harold's 9.7 million player option, Kuzma's remaining what two-year deal, all this other stuff it absorbs it for 41 million dollars, which could be paid for Russ and how that spacing is going to work. But he'll, on the other hand, that's great. Kings suck. They'll steal his soul. He's a sweetheart. We like him. I love Russ. 
you guys know I love Russ. I know he offers literally anything, everything but his ego as a positive thing. That ego, though, I love it so much. The guy can at least kind of make it, you can feel his passion. But on the Lakers, with LeBron, I have a feeling that locker room, there's going to be a lot of locker room fights. I don't like <laughs> well, Kerr. he'll be back guy. home. He's, he is from, from L.A. Everybody's from L.A. Just, just get to the bar to Rose. Hmm. It's okay. You know, go from there. But let's be fair, too. This is a knee-jerk reaction, not because of the fact that they really needed Russ or they even really need Buddy. It's more of a knee-jerk reaction because when Davis went out, it was just like, it's just LeBron and nobody else. This is the product of just bad free agent signings. And I remember a year ago, it's like, damn, they got better with all these guys. And realizing Dennis Schroeder, and to be fair, Dennis Schroeder and Russell Westbrook are probably the evolutions of each other. And I'm playing Pokemon right now, so that's what I'm saying. Bad three-point shooters can drive the lane when they remember to. Sometimes there's a little bit of that cockiness that comes into it. They're going to let Schroeder go. Um, So more power to them. But what that doesn't solve their small, you know, their small size problem because all you have if you let Montrezl Harrell go is Marcus. Ancient Marcus. Very slow Marcus. Because here's the thing too. When you got Andre Drummond in which is that one year deal, you don't want him back. You don't want him back. Let him go to the Kings. He ain't gonna be that offensive unit that you want. Yeah, I I forgot so, Andre Drummond was on the Lakers. <laughs> exactly, and unlike McDonald's BTS meal, he's kind of forgettable. We haven't had your BTS meal, but we want, and just like Andrew, so in breaking news on the NBA, it's unforgettable. Andre Drummond's, but <laughs> Andrew, ha- did you watch any of the finals? Get ready for a surprise, gentlemen. Mm. I did. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Ooh, because I, I think coronation. It, my coronation is coming, but I, I want to hear I the non biased intake here. I think the inundation of our group chat for Game Six and stuff running up to Game Six kind of compelled Andrew to watch Game Six. Well, I was I was going to watch part of it anyway because I have a. I don't know, a general interest in watching clinching games for major sports. Fair. Um, you know, if I don't really have any general interest in the sport or what's going on, it's like, yeah, but I can see the celebration, so I'll, I'll pop in toward the end. Um, so that's that was what I was doing there, and I definitely caught a good game. Uh, Giannis was on another planet. Was um, it a, would you say that it's like Olympus level? You know, if you're saying it's another planet, you know, because he's the Greek freak. Guys, I'm just trying to make mythology. Mm. Don't do this. You're embarrassing me in front of the wizards here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh, man. Did and you yet- watch your lightning win? Because here's the thing, we we weren't even he wasn't even there for that either, right? No, he was not. I, I of course we, watched them. Well I, we I, need these reactions. I I watched every game except for of except for game one of the first round. Um because I was unavailable, but everything else I made sure I was available for. How does it um, feel being a two-time champion where Francisco and I teams can't even sniff any bit of air success? Miami Heat, come on now. 
don't don't start changing. We, we it's lost 2012, the finals, 20, 2012, lost. 2013. I'm just saying. We, it we takes, it's, it's we some years back, but still. Listen, man, that's like me hamper around for that old girlfriend. You know, I don't look the same. She didn't look the same. We can't look. We gotta look into the future, man. We gotta look into the future. Tell us, Andrew, what's it like to be famous? Because now you get another re going at uh, at Champa Bay. Yep. Well, and I know how much I know how much you guys hate Champa Bay. Uh, I, okay, I, I will I will allow it if the Rays can pull it off. <laughs> I'm on a anybody but the Boston Red Sox right or now. Or if so the Bucks the Rays, if the Bucks win again or if the Lightning three P, then I'll I'll allow it. No then well, I'll have no choice but to Okay, but I, the whole Champa Bay thing, I, I think. I think once you have four, four in the last so, two years, Rick, real me this though. Oh, you already had. You I'm just had, jealous. You had Tampa winning, the Lightning winning twice. Buccaneers on paper, Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay in a very Queen Petty move by Aaron Rodgers. That even though I have that Petty tourism, I respect the Petty because y'all know me and how I do things. Uh, there's still, you know, Tampa's still the team to beat. I said it. Um, if, if you get double and double going on there, man, I, I think you have to acknowledge it because you're talking about two possible back-to-backs in different franchises. Be damned where the Rays end up doing with their lives. It's compelling stuff. Mm. No. But to, to, to give you my... Uh, was it reaction it's it, it's it's weird it's i don't want to say it's lost its luster because you know it's still amazing i'm still extremely excited to be a fan of the team and you know last year was one thing i mean I've been a fan since 2008, which was when I made the conscious decision to, for all of sport, for all of my sports, with the exception of NFL, because I really just still don't give a damn. Um, I made a conscious decision to, instead of chase players for fandom, I would saw I would settle on teams, and I settled on Orlampa teams. So. Lightning, Magic, Rays. Uh, I guess now I'm a Bucks fan because I have disowned Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you did you though? Because you you've been you've been playing with just a tip on that. Damn, man, I am good. Like seven months. I no, just... I'm 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 done with him. Just killed a mosquito mid-flight right in front of me. There we go. Okay. All right, Billy Badass. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh, Andrew. Um, speaking but... speaking of disowning, we must uh, for for certain the reasons. Power of Tom Brady compels you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh my but... God, is he becoming likable too? Oh my God. Well, but, his but his is... cockiness is starting to become like, all right, you've earned it's, it. It's Miami cockiness. <laughs> Oh, before man. before you your comment or something, but I, I just want to continue my train of thought. I kind of got a little bit distracted. But anyway, since I've been a fan, and I, I know there are fans out there that suffered a lot more, um, 
you know, fans of the team back when it was first started, you know, that was, those were bad years. Um, But, you know, since I've been a fan, it's been a lot of near misses, which in some ways hurt, I think, having been a fan of a team that has gone 0-12 and has suffered through really shitty years. In some ways, I think those near misses hurt worse. Um, he's just like, it's kind of like, you know, winning fourth in the Olympics. It's like, could I have done just a little bit? Could that one play or something like that? So in 2011, we were so close to beating Boston in the Eastern Conference final. Um, and they ultimately won. So it's kind of one of those, could we have won the Stanley Cup? Because if we beat, it's one of those, uh, uh, I forget what it's called, but, you know, if we beat, if we beat them and then in real world, they beat them, therefore we should have beat them, um, sorts of things. 2015. Uh, property. Thank you. Yeah. Transitive property. Yeah. So it's kind of like transitive property. It's in real, in the real world, Boston beat Vancouver and led to Vancouver being set literally on fire. Um, So if we beat Boston, do we beat Vancouver? We'll never know. Then you've got 2015, which we were lost 4-2 to the Blackhawks. Um, 2018, 2018, we blew a 3-1 lead, or 3-1 or 3-2 lead to Washington in the Eastern Conference Finals where they go on to win the Stanley Cup. So again, if we beat them, do we beat Vegas? Then 2019 was just god-awful for the playoffs. We get swept in the first round by the fucking Blue Jackets. Um, we played one pe- – <laughs> we basically played one period in that series, and that was it. Um, so to – win one cup was incredible to be there for it but then to win another is just amazing it's it's hard to comprehend um but it's kind of bittersweet because you know what's happening now should have happened last year which is the dismantling of the team uh because we were above the salary cap but uh, because Kucherov was on the long-term injured reserve. On purpose. <laughs> I will debate that until the day I die. And I will say that he and the Lightning knew what was going down, and he willingly got the surgery. Mm. <laughs> We've had this conversation before. <laughs> but either way, you guys won. Purposely being uh, inactive? I'm just jelly. That's a Charles move. I'm just jelly. We all know this. But now we've lost Yanni Gord to Seattle in the expansion draft. We've lost David Savard, who was only there for a couple of few months. We got him in free agency, but he was a he was a key contributor on the defensive side of things. Um, we lost Blake Coleman. We've lost uh, Barkley Goodrow. Um, there's a chance we might lose Andre Palat. Uh, 
uh, it's Tyler Johnson we lost. Tyler Johnson is one of the few uh, players remaining on the team from the 2015 Stanley Cup. Uh, and he was definitely one of my favorite Mech Warrior 5 supports our stream. You got, man, you've been on wild, yeah, we, man. You've been gone. We got, we got that BD. I love Mech Warrior. I love Mech Warrior. <laughs> I played the I played the hell out of Mech Warrior 2 when I was a kid. Hell yeah. And yeah, Mech man. 3. I love Mech Warrior. I I I I I say fuck you to all these people that say MW2 is modern warfare 2. No. No, no, no. MW2 oh, is oh. Mech Warrior 2. Ooh. Buddy. I'm ta <laughs> we're talking 1995 guys when Mech <laughs> Warrior 2 came don't, out. Don't and it was still to this day 26 years later still one of the best video game soundtracks ever that i've ever heard oh man i holy <laughs> i am stoked and you know who's one of the voice actors in mech warrior 5 nathan fillion oh my nathan god <laughs> nathan fillion's a beast nathan fillion is the is the real life version of nathan drake which is very interesting Uncharted, yeah. beautiful series. I highly recommend you play it. If we, you can. We sponsor that, man. It's, oh, it's, man. A, it's a PlayStation exclusive. That's one of the reasons why I got the PlayStation 4 instead of an Xbox One. I think it's on PlayStation now for Francisco. So I, I ain't paying for that. I am not paying for oh, that. I'll, I'll, le I'll lend you <sighs> the games, Francisco. Uh, I mean, I my, my brother-in-law has a PS3. I could play the old school ones if I wanted to, but I will. I will. Guys, you the, the backlog's game. too long. I can't keep up. I tried Amazon Luna just recently this past week. It's fine. It works fine. But I can't. I just can't justify a subscription service on top of what I have for Amazon Prime and you know, it's just uh, and my Nintendo Switch. I, I just can't, man. I can't. But but Andrew, your impassioned love for Mech Warrior. McDonald's is probably looking at us. What do we have to do to have that kind of passion? Every time we bring up the BTS meal, we just start if, talking about Burger King and Wendy's. McDonald's, if you can, if you can craft up a, if you can craft up a sixty-foot-tall nuclear-powered robot fitted with particle pulse cannons, lasers, missiles, Nathan Fillion's voice. Nathan Villian's voice as a as a mercenary. The Nathan Fillion meal. Why don't you get, why don't you do that? Nathan Fillion. I I can go with that. I mean, yeah. you have a lot of source material you can work with. He's been in uh, Firefly. Be after been one week. In... Ooh. For anybody who's watched Firefly, then. Uh, Firefly Castle. Uh, he's on the rookie on ABC. He's on the rookie right now. Uh, he's played Buck in the halo series he's on the suicide squad movie coming out he's august did, 6 on hbo max which i heard terrible reviews about the first suicide squad but oh, i just by just by <laughs> virtue of him being in this one i am watching it if if nathan fillion if where nathan fillion goes i go <laughs> so oh. Thank you, Mech Warrior Five, for getting me on such a huge tangent away from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, um, uh, it was a beautiful tangent, Andrew. We we wow, that is such an impassioned love for Mech Warrior. 
Oh boy. Um, and uh, one other thing, one of the uh, one of my fellow moderators on RCFB, I I, I love this man because it, it's like he's my it's like he's my long lost brother, because this is a man who loves Mech Warrior, and one of his favorite movies is The Hunt for Red October. <laughs> Be so still my heart. Be still my heart. Oh man. But that those. Those two properties made up a huge part of my childhood. You should get you should get yeah, him a Charles a, mustache pillow. Why don't you get yes, one of those? I'm a, I was a very weird child. <laughs> I my favorite movie was about espionage under the sea, and my favorite video game was massive fighting robots destroying each other. That just I mean, sounds, that like, sounds an awesome... like a typical ninety-year-old male. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so let me finish my lightning discussion really quick. I apologize. Um, sorry, I have a lot of information that I'm cramming into this podcast because it's my first time back in a while, um, and I've missed a lot. Um, but it's sad seeing these guys go, and this is really sort of my first wholesale loss of a lot of players uh, from a team, especially very beloved players. You know, Tyler Johnson was my favorite player. I, I know I say I can still have a favorite player, but not follow them from team to team. But A, he wore the number nine. B, mm. he, B he's from Seattle. And C, he's a small player. I have a tendency to gravitate and follow smaller players. It's kind of like the young, it's kind of like the the little scrappy guy, you know, Martin San Louis, uh, another small player. It's like you, you love that little underdog aspect of them. Uh, you know, any, it's kind of like in the NBA, Muggsy Bogues or um, Spud Webb. Spud Webb. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. Yeah. You, you, you root for the little guy, literally. Um, I mean, five nine, five eight, five nine is not. Yeah, compared. They're, they're our size, but you know. compared to Muggsy Bogues and uh, Spud Webb, but compared to a lot of hockey players now, you know, it seems like six foot is the bare minimum now. Um, I mean, you can so reach six that, feet on skates, you know. No, no, six feet without skates. I know, I know, I know. That's what I, I know, but still, you can get to six feet on skates. That's true. Uh, Zidane Ochar is 6'9 without skates. Good nice. lord. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, nicer than that is I'm 5'9. Do you know what that is in inches? 69. 69 inches. <laughs> I'm oh, 69 man. inches tall. Um, but anyway, it's. I, I, I feel. I, I kind of understand now what Francisco went through in 97 and 03. Uh, I mean, obviously you had it a hell of a lot worse because you lost your entire fucking team and there was no reason to lose them. But it still hurts, though. These are guys that you've been fans with, uh, you've been a fan of for I mean, plus years. The the salary cap is just kind of forcing you guys to do it. I, I know, it is. It's, and, it's, it, that's, that's just the thing. You know, and I I like the idea of the salary cap as much as it bites us in the ass because 
or bites anyone in the ass because then you don't have situations where the Yankees Yankees uh, buy up Joey Gallo or they didn't buy him up they traded for you, you first off Anthony Rizzo is gone this year as a free agent so I won't hear that slander two you got if you're gonna put it on the modern stuff you gotta put it on the Dodgers they're the one that were paying Mr. you know touchy touchy 40 million dollars a year I, mm. I only call out the Yankees because it's the most recent. I yes, I the recent. I got to defend my team because yeah. I got nothing, man. I got nothing. It, my my happiness with them is you're happy. You're talking about Tampa and this dynasty they're creating. I look like the Yankees dynasty and it's just ashes through my fingers. <laughs> and they didn't help that. It, they didn't help that I sent you that tweet of our Lord and Savior and his uh, and oh, man, at his golf funny. tournament with the uh, Joe Torre and Bernie Williams and. Jorge Posada and Andy Pettit. That, that, you know, no A-Rod, by What you sent me was the Hall of Competency. <laughs> oh, uh, go ahead, Andrew. Throw uh, your hatred on us. It's okay. So, I, and again, I apologize for picking on you guys. You know, it's, you know, don't hate the player, hate, hate the game. Um, but, you know, you're. this isn't the first time you guys have gone all in on free agency and shit. Can I just um, get a picture? Can I get a picture? <laughs> no, I'm just looking at ESPN stats. The Padres, the Padres. The... But, but why would you want them to have pictures that only Aaron Boone will only ruin? <laughs> because I will at least I want to have it. But that's the thing. That's the answer, though. Because you could squarely put it on Aaron Boone. Because if you don't do it, then you're like, is this really a boom problem now or is it Cashman? And that's hard, man, because, you know, what we turn from is just, you know, we, we get some guy who became a captain because all the other people above him got killed on the war field or on the battlefield. Whereas we look at Brian Cashman and it's like, do I have to murder my own sibling a la, like Shakespeare on this? That's what it feels like. Hmm. Just to give my very convoluted and overdramatic example because I'm a dramatic ass, I understand. I, I'm trying to get – so, Andrew – because uh, this is since we're all, we're all we all are gosh man I cannot talk right now uh, we are on hockey right now and you have noted a lot of changes to the Lightning but there's a lot of stuff happening around the league as well I mean we had the expansion draft where you know your your beloved beloved Yanni Gord left to go off to play for the Kraken and that was oh and by the way that was uh, ESPN's first coverage of the nhl in like like 15 Since, years or so right like 15 16 years now uh, and hey feelings. here get this though get this though the uh, the lightning must be channel killers because oh that's right who, who what was the last stanley cup that espn covered is it 2004 2004 what was the last stanley cup that nbc covered 2021 mm-hmm. yeah so it obviously that means that whenever espn whenever espn's contract expires and they go and nhl goes with i don't know sky sports let's get the brits in here um that means that tampa is on its way to another world series um but uh you know, I'm I'm excited for Seattle to get a team. I that's kind of my second city. I have family that lives out there. Um, so NBC. Oh, you've got to be kidding! Oh, Andrew, why would you do that? 
Why, why would you want us to, to be subject, subjugated to that again? All right? Well, I didn't know that they were owned by, uh, that Comcast owned Sky Sports. Well, Pierre Maguire's not there no more. Well, Pierre Maguire's, uh... Ottawa. Yeah. He's actually, he's a pretty good judge of talent, I'll tell you that much. But he just got, kind of got annoying. I don't know why I got annoyed but I'm, but I just did. I don't know. Not in the Joe Buck type of way. That's a different kind of annoyance. But anyways. Um, but, but anyway, um, it's exciting to see what's going on with the NHL. Um, it's going to be fun. It's cool that they're getting, back, uh, getting to 32. It's going to be fun seeing their new arena. Yeah, well, new old arena. Yeah, exactly, but just how much they've renovated and converted it into a hockey rink. And obviously, it only means the NBA is going to follow. Because the NHL is at 32, NFL is at 32, NBA is probably going to get to 32 before before baseball does. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's, it's interesting to see, see expansion. I wasn't... I mean... I was I was around obviously I was alive and cognizant of the prior expansion to NHL, um, you know. Just in my lifetime, you had the Lightning, the Panthers, the Senators, the Predators, the Thrashers slash Jets, uh, Ducks, the Ducks. Thank you, the Blue Jackets, Sharks, the Sharks. Uh, no, I think the Sharks opened in 91. Oh, okay. Damn, I'm old. <laughs> Wait, Andrew, are you post-1991? I am old, man. February 9th, 1992. I am old. Holy My shit. God. Um, and then uh, the Minnesota Wild. So I, I remember those. I remember, well, not the, not the ones that happened when I was two or three. So the first few... I don't really remember the expansion going on, but this is the first time that I've really been sort of like cognizant and vested in what was going on. So it is pretty exciting. Um, it wasn't as flashy as, or it, well, I think because of the practice that the GMs had with the Vegas one, there wasn't as much, I guess, devastation you would say in comparison Oh man, the Panthers got absolutely destroyed by the Vegas expansion draft. But this one was a little more light. But I think because the I was gonna say the Mariners. Gosh darn it, man! I'm already mixing up the teams. Uh, the Kraken were like just having a ton of cap space. They had like 29 million dollars in cap space to spend on free agency, and they were they're already doing it. They're already doing it. Uh, they got their they got their flashy guys though. I mean, yeah, Yanni Gordon. Uh, and Giordano, who will uh, obviously anchor the team from there on. So we'll see how things go. And Andrew had high praise for Gord, for sure. You know, you really will miss him, for sure. Um, I'm going to miss all of them, but it's, you know, he's one of those homegrown guys. And he was a part of uh, a third line that I think if they didn't do what they did, we would not have won the Cup. They were a perfect balance of grit and uh, perfect balance of grit and also scoring ability. Um, you know, 
Blake Coleman scored the last year and this year scored absolutely outrageous one-handed diving goals. You know, moments that are, uh, we can't even say the goal because he did it twice. Uh, but those are two moments that are going to go down in franchise history for ever. Um, so yeah, it hurts with anyone who leaves. I mean, even David Savard, you know, again, he was only with the team for a couple of months, but he helped us get a championship. Okay. Uh, let's see. So the pick is in for the Detroit Pistons. So we're just waiting on what that will be for now. Uh, that's It seems to be, but the, the, the ESPN's got the camera on him and everything. Okay. So stuff going around the league. So we have the offseason. NHL draft happened. Uh, ooh, this this is a perfect opportunity for a Gottlieb goon. I think Andrew knows where we're going to go with this one for sure. Because I just mentioned NHL draft. If I can just find the damn freaking uh, graphic, man. Sheesh. Oh, here we go. We haven't done this in a bit, but... Uh, Gottlieb's goons, the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> oh boy, and it, it it's uh it's very warranted this time. And I, and now I am glad that you guys spanked them in the Stanley Cup Finals, Andrew. So thank you for that. I thank everybody for that. My pleasure. Yeah, just the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Mark Bergevin. Ooh, urinating tree famously always dunks on every right, time he does a video and talks about the Habs. Did a very tone deaf move. That's putting it lightly, right? I would think so. So Montreal had the thirty was it the thirtieth thirtieth first pick in the first round of the draft. I think it was thirty first because they lost the Stanley Cup final. Uh, but yeah, yeah, BU, you are right. The um, an unforced error with their draft selection. So Montreal drafted a dude named Mayu, right? Mayo. Um, oh, that's other touchy touchy guy, right? The ones uh, you told me. In the uh, more like uh, violation of privacy, privacy asshole dude. Let's just say. Oh. Oh, okay. So the guy who likes to look into the mirror while he's banging. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, and uh, took a photo and uh, shared it amongst people and uh, just all kinds of stuff in Sweden, I believe. Right? I think that's where it was. So, uh, the yeah, it's it's really bad. All right. So uh, Montreal drafted this guy, and I noticed in their in their tweets because every. Every pick that they made, they had like a big giant graphic and stuff. It was animated graphics, by the way, for each and every one of their picks that they made throughout the draft. But their first round pick, the one that you would think would get a nice big giant graphic, especially the biggest of all the graphics. (laughs) Well, he didn't get that. In fact, the Montreal Canadiens had a planned statement ready to go when they drafted this kid. Meaning they knew... They were gonna draft him like they. This was planned. They they knew. I guess they pretty much knew no other team was gonna touch this kid. Oh, so they Portland Trailblazed it. Chauncey Billups. 
<sighs> we don't care about that sexual assault case. When he was a rookie, we're gonna hire him anyway. So, uh, so the Montreal Canadiens drafted this dude who had in Switzerland, uh, Sweden, whatever, had taken a uh, sexually explicit photo of him with another woman and shared it amongst other people which is illegal invasion of privacy all kinds of stuff uh he i think he's a sex offender registered over there uh in sweden but he pretty much got like a slap on the wrist over there and even he specifically asked no nhl team to draft him at least not to draft him in the first round uh the the woman that he violated said he never apologized or if he did apologize, it was like a three-sentence kind of like a... Uh, with Without any real remorse, without any real genuineness to his apology. Uh, he's just a fucking dick. Uh, and you would think that Montreal, after what the Arizona Coyotes went through... Was that a couple drafts ago when they drafted that, uh, that dude that bullied a disabled child in high school? That they would have had the wherewithal to do something different and not draft this guy uh, or just yeah just had that you know just had some sort of awareness for it but they knew they knew what they were doing they had the planned statement ready to go they knew they were going to pick this kid Mark Bergevin was hell bent on drafting this dude and they did it anyways and everybody in the hockey community was like Oh no! Oh, oh, this is the 2020 draft. Okay, BU. So the Arizona Coyotes did that last year. Oh man, I, man, I, we have, man, the virus has really, really lasted that long, huh? Uh, but yeah, so this was last year's draft. So even worse. So Montreal knew they were gonna get backlash after what the Coyotes went through, and they pull this off. And you have the plan statement. You have the Montreal Canadiens owner apologizing now. Uh, let's see. We have another article here that he's barred from training camp, this dude. So, it's... Why? Why? I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Look, and, and look, uh, right, society and you, you should give people a second chance and whatever. But... It doesn't mean he gets to have the privilege of going to the NHL. You know, there are some things where, you know what, you just missed out on something in life and you're just going to have to do something else and you're not going to be a hockey player, dude, because you are a piece of shit and you don't deserve this. So, uh, I mean, there's a high chance he's never going to make the NHL. There's always, I mean, it's hard to get there. Uh Canadians are a storied franchise, but that story is now. 1993 was a long, long. 1993 was a long ass time ago, and a lot of circumstances got the Cavs into the playoffs this year, and their Stanley Cup Finals run was a miracle in and of itself, and probably would not be replicated. But yeah, oh, Andrew. God. Yeah. Guess, guess what I'm doing right now. Uh, play, playing Mech Warrior too? <laughs> oh no, I wish. Oh okay. But I am watching the NBA draft. Whoa! My new God, new me. 
Yeah. This is a different Andrew. He he ain't Andrew anymore. He's yeah. Drew. And you need to respect him. Yeah. We'll get you some puka shells. <laughs> you know, we'll get you some pomade, high hold, high shine from Cremos. Slick it back. We got you. I forget, we got for, you. forget pomade. The the real hair stuff is soul glow. Oh. <laughs> I've never used. Would you recommend it for my hairstyle? No, nah, it's if if you didn't get the reference, then you didn't get oh. the reference. Is it's that a movie reference? reference? It's from Coming to America. Oh, okay. Dude, I haven't seen that movie in like twenty five years. Yeah, and I heard people hated the second one. So. Oh, by the way, Kate Cunningham, yes, was selected as number one by Detroit. So there you go. My buddy's a Pistons fan, so he should be happy about this information. Yay! So there we go. All right, that that went down. The the Rockets also just made their pick, Jalen Green. So oh, that's a good pickup. All right, so that's that's the Rockets pick right there. Uh, where where? Yeah, so that's those are our Gottlieb goons. The, the Montreal Canadiens. I keep going, but we we all know the deal. The Habs. Even more reason to hate them, and even more reason to. Uh, really get on the Quebecois when they come down to Florida. So there we go. Like locusts, those people. My God. Okay. And I'll be used a Boston Bruins fan. Of course, any chance to hate on the Habs, he will join in as well. So there we are. A lot of other stuff went down. So, uh, oh yeah, the actual well, NHL. By the way, the, the Westbrook, the Westbrook, Westbrook trade is now official. Oh, well then. It is Russell Westbrook, a 2024 second round pick, a 2028 second round pick Mm. to LA for Kyle Kuzma, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Montrezl Harrell, and tonight's number 22 pick. Okay, there we go. Washington Wizards fans that I'm seeing in this chat are not happy. Well, they were already unhappy. So, (laughs) come on down to Miami, baby. Yeah. Force that trade. You and Dame. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Be still my heart. Oh, man. All right. So, NHL draft. So, Owen Power went number one to the Buffalo Sabres. And some college hockey stuff. The Michigan Wolverines had three of the top five players. That were drafted this year so there you go all right the hughes brothers they were winners so uh, quinn is in vancouver he was the first one drafted jack is in new jersey and he's being joined by his brother luke now and they are the first trio of brothers selected in the top 10 each one of them were selected in the top 10 and they're the first trio of brothers to do that in nhl history so there you go so the hughes brothers so that's uh, some great eggs and, and sperm in that family. That's for sure. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back, Andrew, to the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets traded Seth Jones on over to the Chicago Blackhawks, who are, I guess, trying to go for it one more time. It seems like they're one last hurrah for Patrick Kane and, and Jonathan Taze and whoever else is still on that team. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres traded Sam Reinhart to the Florida Panthers. So, yay for us. We can finally take down those douches up in Tampa. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's get this rivalry going, Andrew. Let's see it. 
Let's let's see some ferocity between these two teams. All right, you guys are like the Los Angeles Dodgers, and we're like the San Diego Padres. So let's go. We're we're ready to take you guys on now. All right. I I'm looking forward to it, man. I I want there to be sunshine rivalries every year. As much as I hate that you guys beat the shit out of us literally and a lot of cheap shots. Mm. Uh, ooh, we have a we have a Woj alert. Woj bomb. At the same time, Jinx Yom and Coke. <laughs> Coke Zero. All right. Well, the, the Woj bomb <laughs> is actually the Russell Westbrook thing. Oh, okay. Oh, so then it's an it's a it's a what, what should we call it? An Andrew bomb. That's. Oh, I I, I mean I, I got to do with the last name though. That's so, a going to spoiler. <laughs> Alliteration. <Okay. laughs> oh man. Uh, we're, so we're at the, so Panthers Lightning rivalry is heating up. Here we go. Bill Zito is trying to craft a team that can take down Tampa. If we can take down Tampa, we can take down anybody. So here we go. And they only gave up a draft pick for next year for for Sam Reinhart. And the Panthers now have uh, the top three of the top four picks from the. Was it the the 2014 draft? So there we go. That's 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 gone down. Uh, the Blue Jackets traded uh, Cam Atkinson to Philadelphia for Yakov Voracek. Uh, Buffalo traded uh, Ristolainen to Philadelphia as well. The Phillies or the Phillies man. Well, they're all interchangeable, right? Every Philadelphia team is uh, our frauds. We all know this. Frauds. Indeed. All right. Just but not like the BTS meal. There's no fraudulent. <laughs> stuff there i haven't eaten it none of us have eaten it but you know it's man i cannot be as impassioned as andrew was for the mech warrior you know five. who eats the bts meal <laughs> champions mm. Giannis answer the kumbo eats bts meals you know mm. who doesn't get to order the bts meals Devin Booker. that's yeah. what coordination is coming kids mm. I promise yeah and, not, and neither ben simmons nor joel Embiid. <laughs> oh okay God, he's so good. oh man all right so other off-season moves pekka rene retired andrew I, of, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. He deserved the cup. Yeah, he got close. He got close. He played he for one. Close. He played he for one. Close. That's that's my criteria for greatness. If you play for at least one championship, even if you lose, all right. So, so uh, you oh know. Sorry, I have another uh, Charles. It's, Remember how I was shitting on the Yankees earlier? Oh boy. Yeah, go ahead. Now I have a more reason, a uh, recent reason to shit on the Dodgers. Okay. According to, according to our Lord and Savior, Jeff Passan, the oh, Los Angeles Dodgers are making significant progress on a deal that would send them star right-hander Max Scherzer oh. and star shortstop Trey Turner. Oh, my God. What the hell? A laden return. Man. Uh, whichever Steinbrenners are alive, y'all do not want to spend money, do you? Oh my God. Well, the rumor was that uh, Max didn't want to come to us. And I don't blame him. New York media, him at 35, it wouldn't work. Mm. It would be, they would call him literally the savior and he would get crapped on. I don't blame him. But give it, Washington's really just blowing it up. I mean, sure, it's a good one thing, but Trey Turner, isn't he kind of supposed to be your, your kind of cornerstone since you don't have Harper anymore? And Juan Soto is still kind of young to be deciding that. Yeah. Damn, man, Trey Turner. Oh, yeah, that's I didn't think they were like. I didn't think. They, oh man, they really just got that 2019 championship and just like, all right, just uh, Juan Soto for the next few years and see what happens. And 
Like five I mean, six here's years. the funny part. This is how they feel about the New York Mets. They're not even worth it to try to be competitive. Oh, no. The National League East is of awful division. They're just like, you know what? Let's worry about that. No, no like, <laughs> we don't care about chasing okay. you, you bums. You guys, like, I, I've made jokes like, oh, COVID is about to give the Marlins a chance to get back into this playoff race. It's kind of there. It, look, the Marlins have played every team in this division uh, a few times already. None of them are that good. None of them are. It's why our Lord and Savior is stocking up on pitching. And if we can just get a little bit of consistent hitting, we can win this division next year. Our Lord and Savior is planning for 2022, not for 2021, which is something the Yankees don't know how to do, Charles. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we know... It, there, there's there's a plan. You guys just don't know the plan. I don't, I don't, well, no, no. Know Derek Jeter knows what the plan is. That's why he's implementing it in Miami. You know. Baby, I'm I'm date night. I tell I, I say, are you hungry? And I give suggestions, and mm. then no one comes to suggestions. They just go to what chicken tenders, mm. which is the equivalent of like, oh, let's just get bats that strike out when they don't connect. <laughs> All right. So uh, where are we? yeah? So Pecorine, yeah, he just oh well, good career, good career. Ooh, massive trade that went down. Marc-Andre Fleury, the defending Vesna Trophy winner, goes from Vegas to Chicago. I mean... Chicago is... Chicago is reloading. They picked up Tyler Johnson. They're going for it one more. It's one last raw. This is Charles Aiken to the 2009 Yankees, I would say. One last hurrah. That's what they're going for right now. It was. I think if you had to go into a better equivalent, it's your uh, 2021, you know, Green Bay Packers trying to get to Aaron Rodgers back on a one-year deal that means nothing about the Adams Randall Cobb. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All to go 13-3. Get eliminated. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Flurry in Chicago. That's... That'll be interesting. The Blackhawks... Had a lot of very young pieces. They didn't play that badly last season, I think. And Patrick Kane is still Patrick Kane, so I. It'll be interesting to watch them. It'll be, let's see, a real full season, Central Division. St. Louis is probably gonna trade Tarasenko. Dallas is there, I guess, but were they really? I mean, I don't know. All the divisions were weird. Remember that. But once things get back to normal, we'll see how they, how they do. Uh, Minnesota turned it on at the in the second half of the season and uh, played well i don't know if that'll be something that can last not sure uh but we'll see uh you have colorado who man i keep picking them to win the damn cup every year and they keep failing me (laughs) every damn year something happens and they just can't do it they are knocking on the door and they can't do it they kind of feel like the milwaukee bucks charles they kind of just feel it. Maybe they need their version of Drew Holiday. Maybe. Just maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, anyways. Uh, Vancouver Canucks buy out Brayton Holpe. And he heads off to Dallas. Alex Ovechkin, Andrew. Resigned. Five years. Yeah. One. Five years to break Gretzky's record. Do you think it'll happen? Do you think he can make it? He has to be healthy. We all know this. Uh, I don't know. Oh, hey, Francisco, a Seminole is heading out to Toronto. Hey. He's going to the six. Okay. Or Tampa. <laughs> if they allow him to play. Who knows? 
Uh, yeah, okay. Gold Knowles. But yay. There we go, Scotty. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Ovechkin. It, we've made, we've had the discussion before. I think we've done it on the show, too, on what it would take. It, sheesh, man. He, he'd have to produce, on average, what? How many goals is he away from uh, Gretzky's record now? 130-something, 135, I think. Man. I mean, it's it's doable, but those last few years, he's got to be healthy. He's got to be like Yarmir Yager level of healthy in order to do it. That's what it would take. And who knows? Who knows? Uh, let's see. Keep on moving. The Arizona Coyotes traded Oliver Ekman Larson to Vancouver. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, t- where bad contracts go to die, because they got Anton Strawman from the Panthers and Shane Gostisbehere from the the Flyers. We'll see what I mean. The Coyotes are. I, I don't know. It's man, they are in a. They're like in a perpetual rebuild that seems like it will end at some point, but just doesn't. I don't know. It always seems like they've got. They've got some pieces, but then, I don't know, just nothing gets going. No idea. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, that went down big. Big. He goes off to New Jersey. Devils are trying to get something going. So, Brandon Point stays in Tampa. We discussed this for a lot of money. Man's getting paid. Man deserves it, but we'll see how that goes up with the cap with the Bolts. Uh, Philip Grubauer. So, the... Kraken uh, drafted Chris Drieger from the Panthers, who was a very, very good backup for us. Actually, I wouldn't even say he was a backup because Sergei Bobrovsky has not lived up to his contract whatsoever. He was really just the 1A, 1B. And he served his purpose pretty well. I, I sung his praises for sure. And he's off to Seattle. He's a young goaltender. He's like, what, 26, I think. So he's not... He's he's gonna, uh, gonna gonna have a chance to shine in Seattle, and I think with Grubauer, he will probably be uh, he'll be the backup. But twenty five thirty games with Chris Drieger, you're gonna get a lot of wins because he's he's pretty darn good for sure. I the I will say this. Um, I don't know what Carolina is doing, but. They're nuts because they gave up uh, Alex Nijelkovic. Hmm. I well, I was listening to the hockey guy on on YouTube. Great, great channel, by the way. If you're if you like hockey, you you follow that man. And he actually thinks the the Hurricanes are knocking on the door of a Stanley Cup run. So he liked he likes what they're doing right now for sure. Um. And yeah, and Seattle's stocking up on guys with all that cap space. Uh, uh, Ron Francis, Ronnie Franchise, also a, a former Hurricane. <laughs> so there we go. Is he's got a plan, and we'll see if they execute. I don't think the Kraken are gonna be awful. I mean, when you have the Buffalo Sabers in the league, you can't be the worst team in, in the league. But uh, I don't. It, it'd be imp- Gosh, man, next to impossible to see them do what Vegas did in their first season. Oh, there you go. All right. That's all the hockey out of me right now. There's still stuff going down. Corey Perry's with the Lightning now. He's still playing, by the way. I thought he died and moved to Winnipeg. 
but he's still playing. He was, in the, he was in the finals this year. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But still, <laughs> he was with Montreal. But hey, but he already won a cup with Anaheim, so it's not like a... Well, actually, it might be like a last raw thing for him, too. Maybe he's trying to get one more before he retires. I can see that. And that is it for me. Where are we on time? Whoa, we are way past the halfway point, guys. Well, this isn't this is this is really no halfway point here because I'm going all of this NBA draft. But I think it's time, right, guys? Is it time? Yes, should be time. All right. So, Andrew, it's been a long while, but it's a word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you, that we've been enjoying. Over the last week, Andrew, I don't know, you you don't have to open. Maybe, you, I don't know if you have anything that you've, you've had planned for the last month. But, uh, I, I but can, if anything, I can start. But, but if anything, I, yeah, I can go because I have something to I can too. start. I'm, I'm actually right. looking at mine right now, as a matter of fact. Okay. Let's um, go. Let's see. So my non-sponsor is... Did I have I non-sponsored uh, CFB revamped yet? I'm not sure, but even if you have, we've we've done many repeats before with non-sponsors, so it doesn't really matter, does it? There's no rules, you know this. But let's go. If that's if that's your non-sponsor, let's do it. Let's do it. So CFB revamped is a mod of NCAA 14, and it's just fantastic. I, I really cannot say much more, um, but I will try to. I, I don't know. How, I am continually amazed by these people uh, who did this. They reskinned an entire game that is eight years old. And it looks just brand new. They've redone team uniforms. Jalen Suggs headed to Orlando. Poor man. I, I wish you well, Jalen, <laughs> but you you poor, poor soul. Oh, man. I thought he was uh, pick number two, or did they do like a... It is basketball, so that means nothing. Oh, Jalen um, Green, I'm sorry. That's a good so, pick for him, though. Anyway, uh, what is... What is I swear, ESPN has these really weird 3D graphics. Oh, they are they are just all over with the the 3D graphics and the uh, and the augmented reality or stuff like that. It's it's, it's gone. They. This is why I don't watch ESPN. <laughs> but go ahead, Andrew. Speaking of good graphics, actual good graphics, not just whatever. But here we go. Um. Although Mech Warrior 2 had good graphics for its time. Um, but anyway, they've redone everything. I, the only things they weren't able to touch were physical stadium models, because I'm assuming that's outside of their purview but or their abilities. But uniform designs... Uh, stadium banners uh the field designs any textures they were able to completely overdo or redo and it's just incredible um 
you know, it takes a mod to your 360 to be able to do it, to use it, but it is so worth it uh, for a college football fan. And, you know, now EA is deciding to get back into the game of uh, making college sports, but this is, in some ways, I think it's going to be better than what EA puts out because uh, EA is all about cash grabs now, although EA seems to have some sense of intelligence because they hired a couple of the lead modders to join their team uh, making the new uh, new NCAA game. So maybe things will be different and they're actually not complete idiots. Who knows? No, oh, yeah. Now these are these are clean graphics, man. Just real clean. Oh man, and I have yet to see, or I mean, I haven't really looked into 360 or PS3 emulation on my. Well, you know, it's on PC as well. Custom available updates for NCA 14 on PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. So they've, so maybe they found a way. Life finds a way, <laughs> Andrew. So there we go. Yeah, and you have it yourself, don't you? What, the mod? Don't you have a mod for this? Yeah. Yeah. So you got your impressions on there, for sure. And there's your beloved UCF in the background. Very nice. Very cool. Uh, you have a promo code? Uh, CFB revamped. Okay. Nice, short, sweet, to the point. All right, gentlemen. I guess I will go next. So, man, I, I haven't made this in years. But I, I got the itch to try and, like, I don't know, make, make some shakes, make some smoothies again. You know, I haven't touched my, uh, it's not really a bullet, but uh, it's basically on that same line. It's the Aldi version of it. Just It works for what I need it for just for myself and I remember when I did CrossFit years ago when I was when I was a gorgeous Greek god of a man unlike a gorgeous Greek god of a man that we will talk about later you know we will get to that but there was a a post-workout shake that I always made that was that always hit the spot just always did and 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 I hadn't made it in a long time. And I went to a Robex, which is a smoothie place that I frequent here in Miami. And and I, I got what they called the, uh, uh, was it the Peanut Power Plus? Basically, it's a peanut butter and banana milkshake. And I had a few of those. I'm like, oh, this is real good. But it's, it's expensive, man, to, to, get, to get that all the time so i just decided you know what i'm gonna go to the store get a big jug of peanut butter grab a big stack of bananas get a couple gallons of milk and i'm gonna do that myself so my non-sponsor is just peanut butter banana milkshakes guys i love these damn things it was just full of calories but god man just uh, I, I can't get enough of it i really can't just stick as many bananas in there as possible you know, well, hopefully people take this out of context, for sure. But it, it, I just love it. I just, I just, just simplicity, man. You can go to all recipes. 
Get on down there. You can put your stuff. You can put all that stuff that that you can get at uh, where Charles used to work at Vitamin Shop, right? I'm sure Charles mm-hmm. knows what the best stuff to put into your peanut butter banana smoothie to recover from your workout, for sure. All right, I stuck a bunch of flaxseed in there. All right, and and uh, and uh, well, yeah, I used to just, uh, flaxseed, some protein powder in there as well. Yeah, get some nice vanilla flavor. You can do a chocolate version as well. That's fine. All right, these people just stick some honey in there. I stuck a little bit of honey. Uh, in the past, uh, I don't stick any ice cubes. I think it defeats the purpose. The ice kind of just waters everything down. All right, just make sure your milk is nice and cold, and you won't need any of that ice cube stuff. Right, just get that milk. Get some bananas broken into chunks. It doesn't matter. It's gonna get all just blended up there anyways, and just get a heaping ton of peanut butter, and just go to town on this bad boy. I love it, man. Peanut butter, banana smoothie, milkshake. That's my non-sponsor. All right. Uh, promo code sucks to be allergic to peanuts. Sheesh. Don't get to enjoy this delightful goodness. Charles, have you yeah. had have you Giddy. had any of this? Josh Giddy from the land down under is headed to OKC. Mm. Charles, have you have you made this for yourself in the past or had it? I have had the nut milk, yes. Oh, okay. All right. But um I'm weary with my peanut butter and um, when it comes to my protein shakes because it, it can be too chalky or too thick. And I'm that person. I'm a scooper. If yeah. there's any residual mm. thing, I need more of it. And, uh, but uh, I think it's a good bedtime snack. Really, if you want my opinion of what kind of bedtime shake that you need, get a little bit of peanut butter, a little bit of like milk light milk. You don't want to do too much milk because it gets watery. And then bananas. I always like bananas. Bananas mm-hmm. for life. Yep. All right. What do you have for us? So, fellas, as everybody knows, I have Audible. I listen to my audiobooks. I do it for my long drives. I do it for my workouts. My workouts are intensely longer these days now that I'm fully back in the gym. We're talking about two, two and a half hours. We're on Audible, by the way, everybody. We are. Oh, we're on Audible, too. Yeah. 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 If you want to listen to our dulcet tones and talking about um, Andrew's love of Nathan Fillion and Sean Connery in the Hunt for Red October and Francisca love her peanut butter and my love of everything. You can listen to us on Audible. So I listen to a lot of series that come into it. Last time I did a plug for what I listened to on Audible was The Wheel of Time. That was 15 books. I finally finished The Dresden Files. I caught up. The series is not finished. There's still more that Jim Butcher has to do, but I have completed 17 books and two side story books along with it. I just finished Battlegrounds about a week ago. So my non-sponsor is The Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. Um, very interesting premise to start with and then evolves to something else. It takes all the mythologies of the world and just kind of works with it. It originally starts with Harry Dresden, P.I. Wizard. That's right, Private Investigator Wizard. Um, think about it like Harry Potter without the hard growing pains, but more an Americanized version. There's no Hogwarts kids. There's just, you know, a smart ass who has a staff and uh, a shield bracelet and then really cool leather duster brings in the mythologies of vampires and werewolves and the fairies and the fairy queens and then demons and arch archangels and all this other stuff and what originally goes for like the first four books as being hired for a job leads you to a lot of stuff that's coming to it the game changes a lot i would say by the time we get to small favors or to changes in of itself but um 
good cast of characters. Harry himself is endearing. He's not perfect. He's not a Saint more sinner than say at this point, but he's like, well, there's some heart to him, even though he does some questionable <clears throat> things and questionable bad things. Good supporting cast too. We love us a little bit of Waldo Butters. He's, I think, he's my favorite character. We love us a little bit of Michael Carpenter. We love Karen Murphy. Murphy. Uh, we love Thomas. We love all those people. I love Queen Mab. I'm just saying it. She's a stone cold hearted bee. And she is as Nietzsche as Nietzsche can be. Well, not Nietzsche, I would say. Machiavellian as Machiavellian can be when it comes to her planning. But it's been a good read. James Marsters does narration for it. He was Spike on Buffy. He is also known as being Piccolo from the horrible Dragon Ball Evolution movie, if you want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, Peace Talks and Battleground <laughs> came out last year. Uh, September for Peace Talks, I think earlier this year for Battlegrounds. He did duology, so now I have to wait for... Uh, book 18 which i think is tentatively titled as 12 months and then uh book 19 which is titled mirror mirror i think he's really going to go with final three books and then whatever big post-apocalyptic thing battleground was kind of a game changer even though changes was the first game changer of it to be but i've enjoyed the series the books themselves if you read are probably around 400 pages long audible wise are probably between an average of 12 to 16 hours 17 hours Good narration, and for anybody who listens to audiobooks, you need to have yourself a very, very good narrator to keep you invested for a long period of time, especially when you're talking about 17 books. Recommend to me from my friend Ben. I've enjoyed it. I'm kind of sad that it's over because my Audible credit starts like in two days, and now I have to figure out what the hell I want to listen to. Right now I'm listening to Hakakure because if I'm not listening to any kind of like hot, you know, fantasy sci-fi or weird stuff like that, I listen to kind of um philosophical things going on there as francisco knows from me recommending some meditations to him but lo and behold jim butcher he has other stuff out too i haven't listened to them yet sometimes you need a break from an author especially when you're doing 17 books the same way i felt about jordan robert jordan's dead so i don't have to invest into that but maybe i'll touch in some of jim butcher's other sci-fi stuff if i wanted to i know he does the Everlast wind cut or something like that i don't know what's called i've seen it i remember five days of barnes and noble i will look into it but i've enjoyed it i like i would really like the books out now please jim if you're listening to us follow us on twitter fjo well you're not that anymore boy or follow francis and say charles the true damn free holy sports it's in the description don't worry it's in the description can you just speed Hmm. it up don't treat me like george rr martin treats me because even though i know game of thrones is over i'm still waiting for um winds of winter and i'm still waiting for a dream of spring i need to really know how you want to be john george so that's my play to you that's my play to you jim butcher don't make me wait 10 years i'm, I'm getting a hold man i'm not gonna have as we speak jim butcher thanks for the for the dresden files dresden files are my uh non-sponsor promo code hell's bells mm-hmm. all right well that is it for that Let's see. Let's let's get Andrew back in. He hasn't been on in a while, and I think we have a subject that he could go on and on about a little bit, right? Right, Andrew? I, I assume I know where you're going with this. All right. So, speaking of uh, CFB revamped, there's some some imaginary match. Yeah, there's some imaginary matchups that one had to do beforehand, but now it's it's about to become real life, Andrew, for your UCF Knights. Well, let's let's start with let's start at the very beginning. Uh, as Julie Andrews once said, the beginning is a very good place to start. Um, hold on, Golden State Warriors. Let's see if they pick up anyone interesting. Hmm. Oh, by the way, Charles, how did they play this past year? 
Yeah, I mean, they got they got they got eliminated, Jonathan, but Jonathan everybody everybody got hurt though. I'm yeah. gonna give them like a little bit of leeway. The NBA but. tried to get them into the playoffs, but uh, Jonathan Kuminga from the NBA G League Ignite. Okay. Born in the Democratic Republic of Congo and left at, I think it said age 13. We're watching Kobe Bryant highlights at local internet. Cafe. Oh my God. They're still can beating we, the Kobe dead Kobe? horse. My God. Just enough he wasn't of here this. For the last my couple shows, God. So you got to give him some backstory. Uh, Andrew, Basically, I. Uh, everything Kobe Bryant. Just call it the Kobe Finals. ESPN keeps dragging out Kobe's corpse to talk about it every single damn time. And I am sick of it, my friend. It, wait, 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 wait. Can we bring that into wrestling from Roman Reigns? It's like missionary position every single night. Oh, <laughs> you guys need to watch that Roman Reigns book if you have not because the context Damn. is lost on everybody. Every chance they have a chance, every time they could have even sliver of a chance to talk about Kobe Bryant, they talk about him. My God, he's been dead for more than a year. Please, just leave the man alone. I, okay, I'm okay with the memes on Twitter. All right, I think that perfectly honors his memory, but ESPN, my, every time, man, have they talked about any dead relatives? And I, 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 well, we I haven't don't been, have the sound on. Yeah, no, well, no, that's usually tailor made for the NFL draft. They keep talking about dead relatives there. Anyways, uh, where were we? Oh yeah, UCF. Here we go. <laughs> well, I'll get to UCF in a second. Um, so what's what started all of this? is the University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas at Austin have decided to join the Southeastern Conference, the SEC. Holy shit. (laughs) No one saw this coming at all. Although apparently it's been going on behind the scenes for at least six months. They are technically currently in what's called the Big 12 Conference, which the Big 12 Conference is exclusively made of teams from Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Iowa. I'm trying to think if there's any others. No, no, just those four states. Um, they are... Well, what, what about Nebraska? They're in the Big 10 now. Oh, okay, never mind. They used to be in the, thank you, yes, I forget, thank you, BU. I forget about West Virginia, because they're all the way the hell out in West Virginia. They're it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we kind of figured it would happen eventually, but not necessarily right now. Yeah, it, SEC is, unless you've got your head up your ass or don't know anything about college football, is the best conference in college football right now. No, allegedly. Allegedly. Boo. Boo this man. (laughs) You've got Florida, Alabama, LSU. LSU. Trash. Um, (laughs) I I think, uh, I can't remember, but I think all of the all but like think two or three championship uh, national championships consensus national championship we have another pick yeah, i mean yeah you're the orlando you, you guys Magic. went on Come a on. fire sale you got rid of <laughs> yeah. when you got rid of Vucevic, yeah 
Gordon, all these guys, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I, this is my first time seeing the draft order. So, um, but anyway, I'm gonna try and not get distracted. So, the Big Twelve is the remnants of the old. Is kind of the remnants of the old Southwest Conference, the Big Eight Conference. That's a lot of historic teams: SMU, Houston. Back when they were both teams were national powers. You know, if you all have heard of the uh, the Pony Excess uh, thirty for thirty, the the death penalty that was put on SMU, that, that's the era we're talking about, eighties and nineties. Um, so it's a historic conference. They had a lot of great rivalries, but really the only two big teams left from that conference uh are oklahoma and texas and they were really the ones buoying the conference because kind of like you have um bruce springsteen and the east street band or uh who is um uh here's a good analogy early era cavaliers uh when do they go to the finals oh seven oh eight oh seven oh seven the fact that i know that is amazing um so it was basically lebron and the Cavs, right Mm he 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 dragged the dead weight of that team into the finals with booby gibson that was that's basically oklahoma and texas it's those two and then everyone else uh that conference is nothing without oklahoma and texas um so the fact that Oklahoma and Texas are leaving is basically the death knell of that conference. Um, because in order to host, a, for a few reasons, one of which is in order to host a conference championship, you need to have a minimum of 10 teams. They now have eight. And I, I say now because it's a foregone conclusion. It'll be official tomorrow when Oklahoma and Texas of, ex, officially accept the offer from the SEC to join. So it's killing that conference. It's adding even more money into the SEC because basically any teams of any sort of relevance in the South belong to the SEC now. You have a few outliers. You've got Clemson, I guess Florida State. Yeah. At least, at, at least <laughs> recently. Now. At least yeah. recently. Okay, within the last decade, yes. Well, not the last decade because you guys won the national championship in 2013. That's what I said, within the last decade. Frogs. Within the last decade. That's within, within within the last five years. Since since Jimbo left, you guys have been a shit show. Yeah. Well, um Willie Tiger uh last year with Mike Norbell. Uh, he's trying. Uh, <laughs> he is he trying? Absolutely. Is he being successful? No. <laughs> but 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 it, in his defense. Jimbo basically salted the earth on his way out of town. So it's it's going to take a while to rebuild to the level that you were in the two, in the early 2010s, you know, the the wanky era. Uh Yeah, okay. So so let's 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 keep going here. <laughs> <laughs> it was a you're you're talking but about like, an era when my I, sister my, went my, to the my, school. My main point being Almost all of the major teams in the Southeast 
belong to the SEC. So in 2012, the SEC expanded out to the West and they added Texas A&M in Missouri. Um, Texas A&M is a huge rival of Texas to the point, to the point where in Texas A&M's unofficial fight song, they actually talk about uh, goodbye to old Texas university uh, so long to the orange and the white and talk about sawing varsity's horns off because Texas are the longhorns. So those teams hate each other. And it was so, it was so sad when the sec left because that is a huge famous rivalry that went away, but now it's going to be back, which is really exciting. But at the expense of basically all of the all of the all of the wealth in college football is essentially now in four conferences and the big 12 is going to die the question is how badly is it going to die because there are rumors that the American Athletic Conference is going to poach anywhere from three to eight of the of the remaining teams. There's a possibility that West Virginia joins the Atlantic Coast Conference, ACC, and then the ACC will try to pick up Notre Dame as a full member instead of just an associate member in all but football. Um, to bring them to 16, there's people that think that the Big Ten is going to try and poach Iowa State and Kansas to get them to 16. There's people that think the Pac-12 is going to expand to try and get 16 and pick up Oklahoma State. It's a madness. The last time this sort of madness happened was in 2010, the early, uh, early 2010s when you had a huge amount of conference realignment, that's where you got the Texas A&M, the Missouri, um, TCU and uh, TCU and Utah left mid uh, lower conferences to go to bigger conferences. That was a huge mess. That's where UCF got from conference USA to the American athletic conference. So it took another decade uh, like BU said, they weren't expecting it to happen right now, and there were no indications whatsoever that this was going to happen. Usually you'll hear some rumblings. You'll hear, you know, oh, this might happen. You know, they're testing the waters. You know, maybe the Big 12 will expand. The Pac-12 is interested in this team. There was nothing on the radar about this. As much as I hate the move because it's just concentrating more money and more power in one conference, got to give props to OU, UT, and the SEC for keeping it so quiet. It was brilliant. It's nothing short of government level secrecy. Uh, you know, props to them. But it's going to be interesting because the 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 outlook of college football is going to be changed once again. And this is another monumental move. Um, you know, there's some people think UCF might go to the ACC. Who knows? That would be huh. awesome. Um, 
Interesting. I, I would be thrilled with that because, you know, that that's not a lot of travel distance for us. It keeps us on the East Coast. Um, plus, we have two natural rivals in FSU and Miami. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's there's still a lot up in the air. The only thing certain right now is that Oklahoma and Texas are gone. Okay. And the rest is going to play out in the days, the weeks, and the months ahead. Uh, maybe even the years. I mean, it took about three years for all of the conference realignment in the early 2010s, the last round, to really kind of shake out and settle down. But... You know, there's the possibility that Oklahoma and Texas will leave for the SEC as soon as 2022. Um, they might take as long as 2025. Who knows? Um, so it 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 it's going to be interesting. Um, it's uh, again, I I I'm kind of half and half on this because as much as I hate. You know, losing all these rivalries. I mean, you've got, um, you know, at least the Red River, River rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas will remain, but the uh, Bedlam series between OU and Oklahoma State is gone. Uh, you know, Texas has rivalries to some extent with Texas Tech. You know, these are rivalries going back decades, and now they're no more. Um as much as I hate all of that, it is fascinating to see all of this break down. Uh, it's a real shit show. Um, hold on. It also doesn't help that much of the speculation based on what the individual schools would like to happen in terms of winning spot, not why Conference X would even be interested in Conference Y. Yeah, I mean, the, the reason that people, including myself, bring up the uh, Kansas and Iowa State to the Big Ten is because the Big Ten Conference basically um, there's something called the AAU. I forget what it stands for, but it's a bunch of high-profile research universities. Uh, you know, University of Virginia is there. Uh, Stanford, I think. There's about 30-something schools that are a part of this. And Basically, one of the requirements for getting into the Big Ten is being a member of the AAU. The only two schools relatively close to the Big Ten's footprint are Iowa State and Kansas. So there's a possibility that they'll pick them up. I don't know. Uh, thank you. Association of American Universities, 66. I I swear, BU is, he's, he's like our fact checker, kind of like Tony Reale was on Pardon the Interruption back in the day. Um, I love it. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. Do you have any questions, guys? Because I, I don't have much more to add, but if no. you have a particular question, I can add to that. Nothing more for me. I would just say, how do you feel this is going to work when the expansion of the football playoffs come into play? Now That's going to be fascinating. Um, and I I know, BU, that Notre Dame, it's more complicated than just that, but in the terms of just wanting to get the majority of information out in like two seconds, 
Um, but anyway, that's going to be interesting because the the expansion of the playoff, it's now 12 teams, um, six of which are the top-ranked conference champions. You know, that much won't change because – and. You know, in some ways, I'd say it hurts Oklahoma and Texas, especially Oklahoma, because Oklahoma owned the Big 12 in football. They've been their conference champion God knows how long, how many times in the past few years, but it's been a lot. Um, so now they have a lot of real competition to deal with in order to get that that guaranteed that guaranteed if you will uh slot as a conference champion but i mean they're making gonna make a ton more money so money talks bullshit walks um i mean it will help them in the sense of getting an uh an at large because their competition is going to go up significantly so you know, a ten and two season in the SEC is infinitely more valuable than a ten and two season in the Big Twelve, even if you don't win the conference championship. So it helps in that regard. Um, I think what'll happen is, well, I don't think the Big Twelve is going to exist anymore. Uh, it's just going to be picked to death by several of the conferences. Um, so that'll reduce only three teams will be out in the cold, uh, conference champions will be out in the cold for, uh, conference spots. It, yeah, I don't know. It's, it kind of like what, uh, run DMC said it's tricky, tricky, tricky. Are you effing kidding me? NBA draft. Now they're showing Kobe Bryant getting drafted. Ugh, I just can't ESPN. I can't. Stop yeah, it. Make you feel better. What? Allowing the, the shit talk of the one who worshipped Kobe so much that he couldn't fill his shoes for my coronation! <laughs> Andrew, we've been waiting for this for a week. <laughs> oh, all the... Oh, man, Charles has been waiting for this for, like, the entire NBA playoffs. For the entire year, we're going to think about it. Play my Halo music. Mm-hmm. Let me get my staff and my crown. Ah, oh, man. So apologies for kind of the ramble, but uh, it's... Massive news. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks. Of Big 12 and Big 10? Because that's the only thing I could think of, because you lose all those licensing rights and everything like that. But I will say this, though. The thing that I was not expecting was the AAC, the American, to be the aggressor in this situation. Um, if anything, the, the general thought was the Big 12 is going to poach, let's say, four to six, four teams, let's say three to four teams from the American to bring it back to 12, or a minimum of two, probably up to four. Uh, just to bring them up to 10 or 12. But they're in such a disadvantage right now in terms of the strength of their conference 
that apparently the aggressor is not them, but the American Athletic Conference, which I was not expecting. No one was expecting that because our commissioner, and I, I said this on Twitter, I will take back everything bad I said about him if he pulls this off, which in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have said everything bad, but if he's somehow able to poach that conference, I would take back a lot of what I said about him because he has been a shit commissioner for the majority of his time. He didn't defend us when we were national champions in 2017. He's done fuck all, um, except I mean, basically keeping the conference alive. But, you know, in terms of just keeping it alive, he hasn't really done that much. Um, so if he's somehow able to poach teams from the power conference instead of the other way around, you know, good on him. Good on him. And that would be great for us because the downside of leaving a conference is you have to pay an exit fee. Um, so if if we're able to pull those teams in and essentially turn it into the new power conference without having to lose money, beautiful. Um, you know, there's a possibility... The good news is we are partners with ESPN, so you know they'll maybe grease the wheels a bit. Um, I don't know, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. You guys still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Right? Yes, I'm listening. So, floor is yours. Yeah, man, you haven't been on in a month. <laughs> I'm letting you go. Are you lagged out, dude? Because you are not responding. Not oh, okay. It seemed like you were lagged out a bit. Okay. Um, it's. I'm excited. I, I hate this, but I'm excited. <laughs> I hate this, but I love excited. I like that reaction. Okay. Um, let's see. We are close to two hour mark. I mean, this is going to be long, anyways, and I'm going to stay for the rest of the strap. How are we on? What pick are we on? My God. Pick 11. How, uh, this is the same thing that happened last year. And I'm like, how is this not going any faster? Oh, man. Well, uh, let's see. So that was the big thing that went down. I guess we're getting pressed for time at some point. We do need to talk about what happened last week, Charles. I think it's time. Is it my coronation? I think it's time. I think it's it's time to, to put the... Uh, the 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 euro put that that lamb crown on your top of you right now all right lamb put some some lettuce there no onions of mine by the way just some tomatoes that's tzatziki sauce just drip it all over charles right now just drip them in tzatziki at this point it's just like that skittles commercial of the bride and the groom and it's just raining on the skittles on her it's raining on the tzatziki sauce and gyros on me I, because of our baklava baller, boys, mm. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Man of the people. Man Mu of the people. Much like the Greek gods, all right, he wasn't, the Greek gods weren't perfect. They were just like he us puts, human beings, and that's why they're he relatable. Puts, he puts the gladden gladiator, but instead of Hercules, is Giannis. I have to make it go with the sing-song motion. Ah, oh, 
it feels so good to be right because this entire playoffs my my humble my humble people this entire playoffs you guys try to force me pie that i knew was poison and <laughs> i don't i i'm a real true king where i do not Put anybody else to try my food. I have a strong constitution, just like my man Yaz Antetokounmpo. Unlike certain players on a team that you all try to convince me otherwise to say that they were going to play outstanding, that it was going to be year of the old man turning back the clock, the year of a of a of a new budding superstar that's going to be the next Kobe Bryant mm. and oh. Devin Booker. <laughs> Mm, we, are not, we are not having the Kobe beef this week. How many? I'm on a diet. I want some lamb, not some moo moo. And I just say when it comes to Devin Booker, he's a boo boo. Everything. And I remember we were going back and forth when I was trying to decide whom was I going to root for in a finals that I did not care about. But, you know, like the romance movies, like when Harry met Sally. They were toxic and not meant for each other at all, but they find out that maybe they were meant to be together. That was like me. That was like me and Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. You swept us. We lost to the winning team. That's perk number one. Perk number two, technically, you built and won a team without the super team, so that's perk number two, even though you pay the salaries of a super team. And that's something I want to I focus on here. You paid money as if you were building a super team. But the two other guys that you put the investments in were just not super. Uh, you know, I will say Chris Milton's earned a little bit of respect, but there was parts where he was just, you know, flanking out, brother. Flanking out. Drew Holiday going for for 20 and playing good defense is not an equalizer. It does not balance out that whole other team that come up. But Giannis and Nakumbo, humble with people, humble with the reporters, mm. want to be his own guy, does not have a punchable face. Good guy. Even when he was winning, crying with Chris Milton. And then you had the people who do have a punchable face. Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Chris <laughs> Paul, who's basically saw Mortal Kombat too many times on HBO Max and bicycling kick defenders. He gained the fouls in his favor. <laughs> Devin Booker, who was just fouling everybody, not getting called out because the narrative was that Milwaukee couldn't win. Because, of course, Adam Silver and the NBA folk don't worship the Greek gods. They worship the Romans. They worship knockoffs of the Greek gods. <laughs> Come on, Mars? Mars is Aries, man. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? But mm-hmm. we know who our Zeus is. We know who our Hercules So I say, I took a bite of your humble pie because I share my bread. I give you my wine. I let you under my roof. It's the old god manor. But I would not eat it all because I didn't trust it. Because if me and Giannis's love is like Harry met Sally, my love for Phoenix or my support of Phoenix would be like Ross and Rachel were friends. Rachel never loved Ross. Plain <laughs> so she used him. Ross is pathetic, and it sounds like Phoenix, right? It sounds exactly like Phoenix. DeAndre Iden, he disappeared. Monty Williams couldn't get his guys out. Devin Booker, a couple games he wasn't playing well. And then Booker was going to book. He was making stats. He was making shots. But Chris Paul turned the ball over. Ooh, you let, look at that cohesion. Let and you let, let's, let's take a look at the – I got game six's stat line right here. Stats? Okay, look at this. All right, so Devin Booker, yeah, okay, he scored 29 points in 46 minutes. But six turnovers? Six right. turnovers. Can Minus 15 on the floor. 
can't play defense. All right. Chris Paul. Oh, moving. All right, he scored his 26. He tried. He tried. He tried. Three turnovers, but very crucial one at the end of the game. Minus 35, eight. playing like he's 18. Yeah, you know, this uh, just could not. Devin Booker, 36% field goal percentage. All right, no, oh, no, no efficiency whatsoever. And you want me to eat his pie? You want to tell me to speak humble? In the beginning of the season, Andrew, who was I speaking the, speaking the smack about? Devin Booker. Mm. You might as well take this crown from my head from being the petty king and give me a book and a staff and call me the preacher because I preach the gospel in the NBA of who is fraudulent and who is trash. <laughs> yes, you got to the finals, but you want to you wanna hold up on that? Get in the finals mean nothing. You know who knows that? LeBron James. How many times did Cavaliers go? Multiple times, but he finally had a win. You mentioned it yourself. It's about winning it with all the pieces. We're not here to feel good about coming in second place. You, Andrew, who just had two back-to-back championships. How would you feel if you went two straight and lost both? Congratulations, you're the Buffalo Bills. Congratulations, you're the Texas Rangers. That's what you get remembered for. And congratulations, Phoenix, when you look like the super team. And everybody was telling me to lick your nuts and eat the humble pie. I said, no, I like baklava for my sweets. With my boy Giannis. Like Chick-fil-A nuggets. Chick-fil-A nuggets, except we are open on Sundays because Giannis is open every day of the week. Mm. Love it. Love it. All right. Game six. Game six stats. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 50 points in 42 minutes. 14 rebounds. Two assists, five blocks, 64% from the field, by the way. All right, that's almost double what Devin Booker was doing. All right, he, he made a three-pointer. All right. Ten defensive rebounds, plus ten on the floor. Okay, Drew Holiday, plus 12 on the floor. Chris Middleton, plus 11. Tucker, plus 13. Hey, Brooke Lopez, plus 9. Okay. It, it, it was happening, folks. It was happening. And, man, it felt good. It felt good to see the NBA script not go according to plan whatsoever. They didn't plan for this. When, they didn't want this. When were you sold? When were you sold on Milwaukee? When I, oh, when I got sick of the... Uh, NBA continuously stripping the beef off of Kobe's corpse. Like missionary position. Every Game three. By God, the just hamming it up. I am. Look, it's not like, oh, I hate Kobe right now. I, 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 I was in Los Angeles when he died. I covered got, it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, I was there when it happened, man. And sheesh, the only equivalent I could think of is like, like if the Pope died in Rome and whatever, and you'd see just this, just swaths of people, just coming into freaking uh, next to the Staples Center every single day, every hour. There's minutes. Just man, I had never seen anything like that. 
So believe me, I get it. And I get it last year, all right? The Los Angeles Lakers, the bubble, yeah, yeah, I'm sure the NBA scripted it the way it wanted to, okay? The Heat, the Heat could only do so much. They got injured. We would have won if uh, Bam was healthy and, and, and Goran was healthy. We would have, all right? We would have, okay? Just saying, just saying. At least we would it to game seven. It would be close. All right, once well, again, the NBA. Oh, it's the 13th pick is up. Kobe Bryant was picked 13th, and ESPN is just all over right now. My God, enough already, folks. Enough. Now they got Jerry West on here. My. Anyway. I feel bad for his family. Uh, okay. Anyways. That's when I that's when I was off. That was like that was like go Bucks. They won game three, and I'm like, go effing Bucks. Let's do it. Let's do it. Milwaukee, you guys haven't won anything since the seventies or I guess Wisconsin with the Packers. You know, they that they that's who they identify with. All right. <laughs> you know, uh, regardless of Charles's feelings for Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And my feelings for Christian Yelich. Right. But regardless yeah, yeah, there we go. And uh, Giannis, a man of the people, folks, coming from nothing. He he was a he was an immigrant without a state. He was stateless until he was eighteen years old because Greece doesn't recognize citizenship upon birth. Right? Some countries are like that. Some countries are not. So didn't know if he was gonna be there, but he is Greek. All right, his family from Nigeria. He was helping uh, fund his dreams and help his family. All right, that that wonderful story of him sending money to his family when he was the first year in the NBA, and he accidentally sent them all of his money, and he had no money to get back home to get a cab or something like that. So he was just running in the in the cold, and then somebody who recognized him picked him up and dropped him off. Just this, this, those tweets I sent you. That him when that little girl gave him a, a bunch of her drawings of him, and he hugged her, and she was crying. He was like, "Oh my God, how sweet this man! This 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 humble, humble upon humble superstars. All right, that man knows the struggle, real struggle, real struggle. He's he isn't one of these prep kids. All right, he's real struggle and." With and, his four brothers. Yeah. And, yeah. Getting drafted tonight. Yeah, exactly. The, the whole family. All now three of them with rings now. The man trying to get Chick-fil-A for life. Listen, man, if I if I did something of equal, just uh just monumental task, yeah, I, I'd be all over Taco Bell. Please, Doritos Locos Tacos for life. That's what I would be doing. We he is living the dream. He's trying, man. I can only respect a man. All right, Chick Fil A. Yes, I say you are overrated, but your nuggets are good. I don't mind them. All right, it's just chicken sandwiches. They're they're the ones that are overrated. You know, it's hard to screw up chicken nuggets, but that's a conversation for another day. Anyways, Giannis, man, bravo, bravo. Well then, uh. I think yeah, that that that's it, man. We, we we everything was justified in the end, and I did have euros the next day, by the way. I had it today. Yeah. So Andrew, you have yet to get your euros. Right. Correct. Yeah. RB sells them. If you want to get some, you can try and find an authentic place somewhere in Miami. So there we go. Anyways, where are we, man? I had a lot planned for this, but I don't know how long you guys are gonna last because I can keep going.
But you I guys may not know. last much longer. Okay, Andrew. Well, uh, how much longer do you think you will be here for? If you want, we can do something that you want to talk about before you leave. Uh, well, I haven't eaten yet, so probably now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we just talked about Chick-fil-A nuggets and all that stuff. But All right, Andrew. If you're going to go, then... Gentlemen, it was a pleasure being back. Yay. Uh, I look forward to being back on more episodes and not any more interruptions. For reals. From the All stuff right. that truly matters. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm Andrew. I got Devin Booker. Yay. Right about it. Peace. Ciao. Well, Charles, uh, I guess before... Let's see, how long are you going to be able to last here? I'd probably say till 10. We Stay can do till some. 10. Okay. The cage well, will not be long because of my pettiness. All right, so I, do, I will have one. Let me talk about this one thing. I do have an uncultured swine that I want to talk about, and then we can head on over to the cage because I think that'll transition us over. We're just above the two-hour mark, two-hour nine minutes. So I think we'll get to that. I had two-and-a-half-hour show. It's kind of our average now, nowadays. So let me head on over. Let me find that graphic. Where is that thing, man? Sheesh. I haven't used this one a bit. Okay, Uncultured Swine, where we talk about uh, international teams. Actually, this team isn't international. (laughs) But I do not know anything about this. Charles, I took in a soccer game over the weekend. I know, right? Major League Soccer. I went with our good old buddy, Dougie Souls. To check out our local soccer team, Inter Miami CF. The CF stands for Club de Football because they branded themselves very heavily on uh, Hispanic culture here in South Florida. I do like their color scheme, and they are the team that I am highlighting today. And this is kind of like my review of the experience, really. Uh, so, Inter Miami CF, there we are, there we go. Their their colors are black, pink, and white. A little touch of gray. Very unique color scheme. It actually works really well, to be honest. It really pops. It's a really great color scheme. Probably one of the most unique in in sports. So I give props to the look. But I don't give props to their team store. And I'll tell you why, Charles. $50 for a hat. (laughs) No. So their team store, much like a lot of team stores all over uh, North American pro sports, is run by fanatics. Okay, NHLs, NBAs, I think all of them are. Baseball, basketball, and MLS too. Um, so all of them are run by fanatics. And so I was kind of, I, I told Doug, I told Doug when we were getting there, like, I think I'm going to, I'll get a hat, right? I got a hat about everybody else. I got a Dolphins hat, man, and I, I passively love and hate them at the same time. So I can get a, a inter, you know, local spirit type of thing. I don't know. I'll get You're a hat. hat guy. Yeah, and I'm a hat guy, so it's fine. I've got a Houston Astros hat, okay? But that was before I knew. That was before we all knew. But I've been wearing it lately again, so you know. Anyways, walk into the store. I saw one hat that they had there. I'm like, oh, this looks nice. I might get this one. $41. $41. They're at the Marlins team store. 
you know, some of the custom, like, customized hats, they'll sell it for 41 Like, okay, that's, like, I don't mind, you know, some of the, like, limited edition stuff, like, the, their City Connect ones, the Sugar Kings one, I, that was 40 bucks. I'm like, okay, kind of a special event hat. I get it. I get the $5 markup for that stuff. I, I, I've been in this game for quite a while, all right? I've got, like, like 30-plus hats. So I know what I'm. I know what I'm looking for. I know what I, I know the game. So I'm like, they gotta have one of the thirty-five dollar fitteds, right? That's that's usually the, that's the base price, thirty-five dollars, and here we go. So I look over to this hat. I'm like, okay, let me find it. Fifty dollars, Charles. Forty-nine ninety-nine. Most you was spent on apparel, because a hat is not the one that it's in my fifty-dollar range. <sighs> 40 no doug tried to buy a scarf because that's like a soccer thing or you know you buy a yeah. scarf 30 dollars for a scarf no thank you we're in florida i got a scarf for free at the panthers game and you actually need one in that place <laughs> so 30 dollars for a scarf no thank you unfortunately i didn't buy any inter miami cf gear i was wearing my Dwayne wade miami floridians jersey because it fit theme along with the uh matching hat so i was in the spirit of the soccer event uh major gripe with getting to drive pink stadium in fort lauderdale which is where the team plays me and doug got there early okay we got there with the intention of being there for around game time more or less so we were there about actually no before game time because we had the schedule game time was like at 7 30 so we were going to get there like at 7, like half an hour before. Okay, park, whatever. Uh, team is the worst team in the league. So we just thought it wouldn't be that full. And it wasn't. It wasn't a sold-out crowd. It was. They said like, uh, I think there were like 14,000 there, but it seats 18,000, okay? It was a good crowd for that day. But it took us an hour to get through traffic near the stadium. We were about less than a mile away from it. And there was an hour of traffic just to get in because there's only one gate for us peasants charles all right we couldn't get the vip parking so us that's peasants a of, that's a lot of rona in a line right there in downtown miami uh well well this is for a lot of though but uh a lot of though, right. but no we were in our cars we were in our cars charles oh trying no. to trying to wrap onto commercial boulevard to get into the street that leads to the gate to the stadium no thank you no thank you whatsoever. They tell you that gates open at 4.30. There's a reason why. You got to show up early if you're going to that stadium. I don't know how they did it for spring training when the Yankees were there and the Orioles were there. Uh, that's, that's where they used to play. I have no idea. But that that's a one major gripe there. We'll see what David Beckham does. Uh, the game experience, it was, it was a one-to-one game. We left early because we were thought, man, if the traffic getting in was that bad, imagine getting out. So, and we had work the next day. It was, it was a Sunday. Um, but the game experience was fine. Uh, there's not really anything flashy. There's no in-between, like, entertainment between, like, the halves and all that stuff. And I was just there just to see the stadium. I got some, like, uh, yucca chips or whatever. I didn't really eat any of the food. And they had some food options. But you can tell that this is still a very temporary setup that they have for their stadium. They're still hoping to get one in Miami proper, but uh, it's been a few years now and they still haven't gotten it. So they might just want to settle down in Fort Lauderdale 
if I were them and just opened up some new gates, fix up some roads and go there. But it's an okay experience. We paid like 30 bucks for our tickets on StubHub. Fair. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I, I could be compelled to go again, but the team is awful. It was one-to-one. I guess the, the soccer was a little that's, bit that's, better in person than typical, it is on TV. typical soccer, though, I think. Yeah, it, of any sport. Yeah, but I, I guess I was a little more engaged just because I was in the spirit of it. Uh, they have that group of supporters that were really into it. This is the worst team in the league, but those people were partying all night long. And I get that. I, I, can, I, can, I can jive with that. All right. As a Florida Panthers fan and a Miami Marlins fan, I can jive with people who are really hardcore till the end, uh, especially with how terrible our teams are. So uh, I like that uh, your team established last year. That's when they started out. I don't know anybody on the team, so I have no idea of a roster alumni. I don't know David Beckham is there and that they just play on the, uh, the dead grounds of old Lockhart Stadium and the old Fort Lauderdale Stadium that the Yankees and Orioles used to use for spring training. And yeah, Inter Miami CF. I guess go see them once, just do it. And if you really like soccer, I guess it's a good time. There were a lot of kids there and stuff. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's that's my review. It's okay. I, I don't think you sold me on it. Ah, uh, Charles, it's just the stadium is like. You remember FIU Stadium? Sad. Doug basically said this is basically like FIU Stadium. It was that was how it felt. Uh, a lot of sadness right there. You know, if no, but it's it's actually nice. It's nicer. I think it's nicer than FIU Stadium. Slightly nicer. Um, yeah, but because, I, you know, my, my tuition isn't as much as the city of Miami and Lauderdale. So yeah. But I, I like everything seems unless you have like a VIP ticket or something and sit like a VIP section. I don't think you. Uh, there, I didn't really see any food. Op- I mean, there were some food, but I didn't really see any options that were like, like super fancy. You could get like at a baseball stadium, or even at the Heat games or the Panthers games. It's a temporary venue. You can tell it's a temporary venue, and they don't really want to build it up any more than they already have. They, look, they made the place nice from what used to be there. It was, you know, garbage, uh, just uh, desolate stadium that, that was used to be there. But. I don't know. You might want to wait. Maybe next year. Maybe Miami will have an actual answer as to whether they'll make a stadium for it or give them the land for the stadium. And if not, they may just have to permanently settle in Fort Lauderdale, and then they can build it up and make it a nice venue. But yeah, Charles, I, I can't. I can't see you like enjoying it. To be honest. Uh, okay so here's my thing about soccer and for background i'm argentinian colombian so you guys would think that's the lifeblood it is not when you're born in new york and your parents are from new york because they came to the country and your grandparents were basically just trying to survive we we live for that culture but then when you have certain extended families that got into it because it's always the extended families that are trying to get you into it and then what you're seeing is just people kicking a ball for 90 minutes straight and having these low-end games. Hockey, you're like, oh, but Charles, isn't it just like hockey? It's a field, it's things going on, you know, mm. all these people. Hockey is enjoyable. People can beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. Soccer, football, there's a lot of the fake... Uh, oh, that, they're the ones that corrupted the NBA. They, they made so many Chris Falls out of it. Yeah. Um, the goalies are good, sure, but 
I, I'm weird. I never got the idea of why you have to kick the ball if your whole point is to go into the net like and put your goalie can grab it. So that's when it just transitions yeah. to the logical game, which what? is rugby. Yeah, exactly. Because seriously, <laughs> your rules of the game like, all right, guys, no one can touch this ball with their hands except for the goalie. And if you touch it, you're penalized. I'm like, who made this a five-year-old at their birthday party? <laughs> that's always how it felt. I always felt that if – and if I offend anybody, what I'm going to say... This is I'm the sorry, uncultured swine segment where we... At the end of it, we are still... Un- at the end of it, we are still uncultured swine. We haven't been cultured the by the end we're of not, it. We're not blissfully ignorant. We've been educated. Yeah. We still think it's lame. So understand this concept. But I always felt that... I can't even get into you know, Mario Strikers, man. I like Strikers. But I feel like uh. people who like soccer are the same equivalent of the poor kids who are kicking a can in the street. We've all been there. I get it. We had to kill 30 minutes before mom and dad came back from getting smokes. I get you. But I never saw the appeal of it to fall in love with it. I always felt soccer should be 45. Oh, it's a Dutch trio. I always feel like that um, soccer should be 45 minutes less or football should be 45 minutes less. And then part of my real hatred of it, and it's not hatred, hatred, but dislike of it, not want to watch it, is there's too many leagues going on. I literally don't know what I'm following. CONCACAF, Jura, yeah. um, Liga, La Liga, all this other stuff. I'm like, and Ooh. then there's dudes who are training the same players into different leagues and conferences. Yeah, I'm like, they, this is complicated. Yeah, they got relegation where, like, your team can be in the top-tier league, and then they can, like, if they suck, they move down to the lower league, and they have to work their way back up. Could you imagine that here with, like, Major League Baseball? And this is why, like, some people were saying, like, for hockey or baseball or even basketball, if they had relegation, I'm like, so you're telling me my city built a $750 million stadium, and now we're going to be in AAA? Hell no. Yeah. That ain't happening I, I out here. I can't get behind it. I'm a simple man. I don't have a big mind. A law degree, anybody could be a lawyer. Trust us. Us in the profession, we can tell you anybody could be a lawyer. Yeah. Um, There's a lawyer it, it, snorting crack right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, the thing that well, – it's not us. Um, the thing that cracks Probably my ex-employer. Probably this employer. Uh, the only thing that I find entertaining about soccer or football is actually just the announcers because they ha- they have the passion. Um, I appreciate the cardio. I appreciate the endurance. You know, the same way I look at that with not really baseball players, but with football players and some basketball players. Like, damn, you take care of your. Body. I-, I will mm-hmm. say excellent conditioning. I will say, look, I and actually, let's see if I can see the highlights from this. This is the game that I went to. Uh, we could play in the background, but. I got into it, all right? I did get into it. I, 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 You know, you're in there. You're in the spirit of it. It's like when I take people to a hockey game, it's their first time. You know, they get into it. You start to, to figure it out. and like, okay. I was asking Doug because he watches more of it than I do. Like, hey, uh, we were probably back here in the back left and beginning of there if you could see it. Uh, but, okay. um, like, I, I, I got into it. It was, it was pretty – there were some, like, closed chances, and I can see why people get excited about – Oh, they got they had a chance. They had a chance, but but if I'm like just waiting for those chances that are so rare, then my god, man, that's that's just way too man, it's too much of a tease to go it's out for like 90 hockey, minutes. Where hockey has more controlling of the men yeah. pursuing the goal yeah, or, versus, you know, the soccer where the ball just gets lost everywhere. Yeah, or or in baseball, you know, you get baseball, I guess you can have the kind of the same equivalent of chances, right? Where you have a guy on third or a guy on second, one out maybe, and okay, you guys have a shot of bringing him in. But at least it's not so few and far between unless your pitcher's dealing. I, I get it with baseball. I just, just the one, the, the, 
the constant one nothings, one one. Oh, and then of course the ties. I I need resolution by the end of it. Thank you. I need this to end. That too. All right. Me and Doug left when it was one nothing, and then when we left, and then like I checked the score on on Twitter while we we're driving back, and he's like, and I'm like, well, they tied it. He's like, what? I'm like, yep. <laughs> as soon as we left, they tied it. See, I felt like you maybe have created this is going to lead off to a different thing but I feel like you did the ultimate sin in sports which was leave early within we, arm's reach I mean look given the traffic that we I went through I get it yeah given the traffic we went to get in yeah no I, yeah for real like we were so disheartened by that traffic like we like Be Doug you, was a tie is not a result at the end of the day exactly that's it, why the it's, NH- it's a conclusion yeah but it's it, it's it's a bad conclusion the the, the NHL know? got rid of them for a reason to appeal more to the those, uh, us you know heathen Americans all right to to get into the sport yeah people hate the shootout but we also love unlimited overtimes during the playoffs you know and yeah but here it was just a 1-1 that was it for for the game there's the one goal that we did see so that was that was an exciting moment for sure but it just doesn't have the same feel as like a nothing nothing score between two hockey teams the goalies are just standing on their heads for both teams and you get that one past the goalie and it's like oh my god because there's there's way more chances in hockey there's just just way more opportunities to see it uh, or in baseball, or the same thing too. So there you go. That's that's it. That's that's my review. <laughs> I'm still uncultured a bit with soccer. So there you go. All right, Charles. I think that's enough of that. I think we shall head on over to the cage. All right, and you're gonna see how short and sweet it is this week. Welcome everybody. Your weekly Truplex the Cage with Charles. Full disclaimer: Wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a fight. It's a stage fight. It's a poetry emotion it's a ballet it's a story it's a soap opera it's about men and women trying to chase championships attain legacies build their legacy be something that's relevant to this world instead of being a jobber being the holy piss out of each other and wrestling sometimes is also just giving the finger to the man yeah everybody can get behind that story that's what we're going to be doing probably for the next month of the cage as i really try to demonize and circumcise the power vince mcmahon has on my show on my time the problem is, though, mm. it's got three major shows during the week that yeah. I kind of have to watch, kind of don't have to watch, right? And that's the hard part. And even though I watch AEW, I watched a little bit last night, that's going to kind of be the topic of appeal. I don't watch Impact religiously. New Japan, it comes and goes, and some stuff happened over in New Japan with uh, Summer Struggle that, you know, life happened. Yeah. And I don't watch Ring of Honor. I keep up yeah. with it. So it's like... Yeah, Ring, Ring of Honor, like, like even like, it's not like after a Marlins game, they'll have... A ring of honor match maybe like on a saturday yeah. i have no idea i don't know when they do their stuff it's like oh they're, that's happening they're, they're there yeah, <laughs> they're there we don't watch it you know they're doing some stuff but it's never been it's just been bad i think there's the one who suffered the most from the pandemic but as you know show goes on life goes on everything goes on what can i start us with here let's go with impact so as you know when we last left off last week jay white never uh open champion from new japan all the other promotions except for WWE are basically doing the Forbidden Door. It's open. Everybody's cross-branding. New Japan, Jay White, what's his role? He's the leader of the Bullet Club, the faction that is probably most famous in New Japan that peels over to American culture. It's what lets his success in the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega, even Hangman Page, because they were part of the Bullet Club and now they're part of the Elite. So Jay White comes down to Impact, basically telling Kenny and the Good Brothers, you know, 
uh, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, OG Bullet Club, basically saying, hey, you know, you guys are has-beens. You guys have basically, he says he's coming there for Dave Finley because they have a match at Summer Resurgence August 4th for New Japan for these um, Never Open Way Championship. But he's kind of saying, you guys, you you left us. You think you're hot stuff. You can come back to it now. That's not what's going to happen. So he's kind of feuding with him there. I like this for Jay to kind of put Jay on a little bit more of a promotional appeal. You got to remember with New Japan Wrestling, they're more wrestling, telling the story. They don't have the entertainment aspect. So for him to be able to work the mic, work with a crowd, the problem is Impact is such a small crowd that's living in there. They don't get a lot of ratings or reviews. You only know these guys if you're invested in the kind of the indies or alternative wrestling, or if you listen to our show every Tuesday and hear The Cage with me. That's how you figure out some guys. I've grown to like Jay White. Before, I wasn't too much of a fan of him because I felt Gato, the booker for New Japan, was really trying to push him on there when I wasn't about it, per se. I wasn't feeling it. You know what I mean? It happens. It's when people are trying to stuff it down your throat. I feel like Gabe from The Office, when he's telling Andy, shut up about the sun. That's how I felt at times about Jay White. But as the years went on, the matches progressed, you really see the high quality of him. And I do think he's going to be the guy who takes the title from Shingo Tatagi after he loses his Naroba Way Championship. To Dave Finley, maybe, but there's some other stuff that you can work with there. But so Impact, what do we know what's going on there? Kenny Omega still your Impact champion. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with that. I don't know what the big plan is. Right now what they're really trying to do is put the Exhibition Championship as their forefront. Maybe they'll have Josh Alexander be the one who takes it. Why not? He'll be Mr. Josh Double Belt. And you can have him after he takes the Impact title from Kenny just kind of relinquish the exhibition title now you can kind of have this you know top down a renovation of that mid card but it's kind of weird because you know i'm not, i have not been a fan of forbidden door being open not because i don't want cross brand injury matches but because if it comes at the expense of the talent that's already existing or at the belittling of the main championships i think that kind of hurts because for impact you know you haven't had one but you have had two titles that have been affected um severely You've had Kenny take the main title away when he beat um, Rich Swanson. And then you had Finn Juice, Dave Finley, and Juice Robinson take the tag team championships from Carl Anderson. And was it Carl Anderson? Yeah, I think it was Carl Anderson and Doc Gallo. So you've had two focal point championships kind of broadcast away. So what does that tell us, Francisco? Right? Maybe your titles aren't as important. It has to be somebody else that's not even signed to your brand taking your title. That's kind of weird. Right? Mm. That's That's as if we had Kyler Murray go from playing football and he went to Oakland and <laughs> I think his position was being a pitcher, right? If memory serves me correctly, yeah. I think, I, I don't know, but he literally pulls a show. Hey, but he's going in double ends. It, mm-hmm. it, it feels wrong. It doesn't feel natural. So I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. Impact, figure it out because I don't think that you're the one running into it. Going to new Japan. Summer struggle was over the weekend. A couple of title changes had happened couple days prior summer struggle there was tetsuya naito and we love tetsuya and sonata of los ingobernadores de Japón. look at that when my spanish is right boys it is right um defending their championship against the dangerous techers of taichi and zach sabre jr they won it off of them and then they had the rematch and what happens is zach sabre jr and taichi win it this is weird this is like hot potatoing tag titles that kind of don't need to be hot potato any further because all it had been was hot potato in of itself because of the virus when it was gorillas destiny losing to taika uh, taichi and then 
Sabre and then getting back and dropping in between. So now they're going to lead into a triple threat between those two aforementioned teams. And then the other team that I forgot about because, you know, I, I, I mess up two kids. I'm sorry. El Desperado lost his junior heavyweight championship to Robbie Eagles. Some new blood coming in. I think that's because Despy is going to, aside from working and getting called up a little bit to the, to the main weight division. That's what I kind of call it because you're either a junior or you're heavyweight. Cause I think he'll get some opportunities against Shingo. Um, I think it's more or less so him and his partner can go and focus on the main titles. Kazuka Okada versus Jeff Cobb, a big heavy versus a great technician in the heavy. And then Kazuka, because he never loses, wins. So, yeah, that's, Sonata. yeah, that's the thing I love about the New Japan aesthetics is, like, everybody kind of has, like, cool attire coming into it. You know, I love it. It's basically like watching a Persona um, video game in person. <laughs> the best way I can – because yeah. you can't even go to my boy Shingo Tagai. You know it's true, so I can't, like – lie about it shingo went against hirohoshi tanahashi what happened there was originally was supposed to be hirohoshi i'm sorry not hirohoshi shingo takagi versus koda koda has been having bad symptoms they won't say if it's from uh the virus or not but they say it was like asymptomatic asymptomatic pneumonia or something of that nature this is me reading the dirt sheet so it can never be fully accurate so please forgive me but he couldn't make it hirohoshi tanahashi the john cena of new japan filled in they had a banger of a match i gotta watch some clips oh is that rocky romero yeah that's rocky romero el phantasma we love us some el phantasma elp what's up dude i love your headbanger theme song follow us on twitter um yeah because they defending their idwgp junior heavyweight tag team titles. you see i go on these rips it happens sometimes <laughs> yeah. when it's my first eyes because some of the stuff i read the results and this is the first time i'm seeing the match in action when i have a chance there's just too much wrestling and that's fine um Going, do I? We'll, we'll transition here, but do I want? Oh, so eventually they're going to build into it to finish off on Shingo and Hiroshi. That was over, so now Shingo's next opponent could be Evil. Evil, who has been the victim of bad booking as a jobber, he beat Tomohiro Ishii, and we love the so Pitbull. But Evil's like, hey, we're up next. I'm going against you. They were former stable members before Evil turned on Los Ingobernables and went to the Bullet Club. I wonder how that's going to create an implosion of a three-way fight of the Bullet Club because you have the Jay White leadership, you have the Evil leadership during the time the virus started, and then you have the Kenny Omega Super Elite leadership. Do I want to go AEW or do I want to go WWE? You get to pick, Francisco. Uh, let's see. What will make you less pissed off? Well, let's start and then well, we can, you know I don't know. To, to give how Vince the middle to, finger, we're gonna, how do we, we're get, how do we build this bridge and then we're, have a nice climate? And every show with AEW or New Japan. That's how it's going to be for a while. Okay. WWE. <sighs> SummerSlam is going to be a good card, man. It's literally going to be good. <sighs> I hate Vince McMahon so much because it has potential. This is terrible. This is being in a toxic relationship that I have been with this man for 25 years. They are making a profit. They just had their second quarter revenue going on and they have made like 256 million in the second quarter this is a billion dollar company if they average out that same amount for the next two quarters they are a billion dollar company good on you vince i still hate you what's going on raw we're gonna have a storm slam nikki ash for windows nikki cross ash setting for almost superheroes now your raw women's tat or raw's women's champion is going against Rhea ripley and charlotte flair i guess couldn't we just legitimize her championship run by giving her one of the two? We're going to do another triple threat for two women that I think the fans and everybody else is just so exhausted from. 
I'm exhausted from it. Ray and Charlotte were already feuding post WrestleMania, and now they continue. And then you had the cheap cash of for Nikki, and yay, we're glad that Nikki won the title. But part of the problem is, Francisco, with the big four pay-per-views, you always have to kind of show your best talent. That's the thing where people got to realize that's where the sports entertainment component on. You don't go up there as a band that has been around for 20 years and play the entire track off your new album. You give them all the hits, do you not? And that's how it kind of has to be looked like at any kind of the big four wrestling. So that's why I don't poo-poo on Vince McMahon when he's got to bring in the John Cena's, when he's got to even bring in the Bill Goldbergs. I get it, but when it doesn't fit here, I know we love Charlotte. I know Charlotte Miss WrestleMania. I understand that, but are we already done with her? I'm already kind of done with her. You know what I mean? Other things that are progressing into Raw, Sheamus, Damian Priest. This could be a fun banger match. They do this new thing now on WWE where you just have contenders matches where the contenders beat the champions and they get a title shot in the future. I don't like it. I think it's lazy booking. I think it's not helping build in a realignment, maybe because the roster is so deficient, but whatever. Damien's going to get his opportunity to be more than just Bad Bunny's tag team partner from WrestleMania. I like Damien Priest, formerly Punisher Martinez. Follow us on the Twitter. We loves you. It's good. What else is going on Raw? Oh, here comes the oh, so much. Raw's tag team champions. We're going to get RK Bro versus AJ Styles. This is going to be so good. Ah, oh, but here we go. Why? Why is Goldberg coming to SummerSlam? Why is it going to be Goldberg and Bobby Lashley? Why is Bobby Lashley murdering people out of pure rage because he hates Goldberg? That's me right now. And let me tell you something. I don't necessarily hate Goldberg. I hate when Goldberg gets called back for title shots he has earned, like he did a Royal Rumble seven months ago, like he's doing now. None of that stuff makes sense. Goldberg's an attraction. Remember we talk about the greatest hits? And before anybody who's on the internet wrestling community who's throwing me shade, you guys are the same thing when you're calling for CM Punk who hasn't wrestled in seven years, who's going to AEW. That's a little bit of a spoiler going on there. You, you, you're the same thing as the people who like the Goldberg. And the crowd's still hot for Goldberg, man. They were hot for him last week. But in the back of my head, Francisco, there's always that fear that Bobby could lose to Goldberg. Because remember The Fiend? Remember when he was unstoppable? Remember when he main evented in Saudi Arabia and lost to Goldberg? This is why I have trust issues with Vince McMahon. If that beautiful black Adonis loses to the 52-year-old biker dad, I have to cancel the Peacock subscription, do I not? Mm. I have to just say, hey, the cage is going to be really shortened. <laughs> the rage will be too much. And if you do that just to give me Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg part cinco? Yeah, no, part part cuatro, because they met at a WrestleMania in 2005, I believe, and then they had the Survivor Series, Royal Rumble was an interaction, and then they had the WrestleMania match where Brock won it. Don't kill Bobby Shine. There's a story that's going to be built for it, such as Big E, that I need so much in my life right now. Lord, I see where the people get it. I want that too. Don't do this to me. I don't mind Goldberg. I don't mind Goldberg killing like a crowd favorite, like Elias. It's what you call loving the old beats. You know what I mean? You, you When you go to a Pearl Jam concert, you can listen to the old stuff, but you best be playing even flow. You can go and see I don't know, Metallica. I love me some Metallica. And they can play their new stuff, but you better play Fade to Black. It's not even Enter Salmon. That's not even the best song. That's just the most popular song. I can't do it with Goldberg winning the championship, especially if he hasn't done anything to it. He has two matches left on his contract. We'll see. Karrion Cross on Raw. Jeff Hardy has COVID. So 
That storyline is not continued, obviously, until he's back. So carrying one against Keith Lee, two guys who couldn't afford another loss, and they went against each other. We're booking WWE. Good for Carrion. He won. He made Keith Lee tap out. They have history together. That NXT championship, the first time around that Carrion had it, he beat off of Keith Lee. And then there's Keith Lee. I feel bad for him. I don't know what the hell happened. He came in as like most favorite child in Vince McMahon's eyes. He beat Randy Orton at a pay-per-view match, and now he's doing nothing. The rumors of the storyline. And I kind of get it, but I kind of think it's still stupid. A reason why Karen lost Francisco is because his um, ballet, Scarlet, who we love, love you, Scarlet. Love you, Karen, too. Don't don't come pick me up, please. That's your real-life woman. I'm not trying to hit on anybody here. I just appreciate you. That's what it means. You yeah. love me. I uh, miss boy. those. Old. That's Baron Corbin. I will explain for SmackDown for you. Okay. That's not being neglected. That's sad Corbin. I love sad Corbin because wrestling is also about what? Character investment. But the idea was she had not appeared originally get called up because what happens is they were going to build a story on Raw because apparently before Jeff got the virus, he was going to wrestle Karen again and beat Karen a second time. The idea was that they were going to have Karrion be like, what's going on? And then Scarlet comes up and reignites that fire within him, which I get it, but the guy never lost in NXT. You know what I mean? So that's like just his first loss. So you're going to put it on perpetual losses as he's still holding the NXT championship on the main roster. It don't fit well. I didn't like it. Does it fix anything that he beat Keith Lee after losing Jeff Hardy? I don't know. You tell me it's Jeff Hardy. He's just there to die for me by doing some like very insane stuff and stuff. That's really, we're going to raw. We're going to go to SmackDown now. That's sad Corbin. I love it because wrestling is a character investment. That's basically me in like six years, except not the height. So Corbin used to be King Corbin. He lost his kingship. Unlike me, who will forever be the petty king. <laughs> Poor King, you know, Corbin lost his thing to King Shinsuke Nakamura. So they've changed a different character where he's just sad. He's going broke. He's asking for money. He's getting <laughs> shot in the nards. Was it uh, Milhouse's dad, basically? He's he's basically Milhouse and Milhouse's dad. Yeah, both of them <laughs> in one side. Yeah, things are looking up Milhouse. Um, I've loved it. Wrestling is about character work. You're pandering to a live crowd. You know, some people want the stage fight. Some people want the murder feel. We're definitely going to talk about that. Second, some people want the entertainment. I think a character who generates complete heel heat heel heat meaning like crowd hates you you have go home heat they hate you on the screen to be suffering and his successes is that investment because at the end of the day what is it it's the comeuppance that's what you want in every story that's what you want in you want lord voldemort to get his comeuppance you want emperor palpatine to get his comeuppance you want um i don't i like that but you you like the whole idea of the bad guys getting it their way and Baron Corbin, since he's been called up to the main roster for like the last six years, has been this smarmy, evil, unlikable dude. He's Draco Malfoy, except he didn't puss out the way J.K. Rowling did by making Draco this little boy. But really, that was the community who fell in love with Tom um, Felton. Oh, sure, I get it. Yeah, this is what happens when people get attracted to villains because they're pretty. Nothing pretty about Baron Corbin right there. Looking like Sam Milhouse dad. He looks like a thumb. I love it. I love him for, you know what, Vince? Let him win a title. I don't care right now. Let me get something. I'm loving it. Loving it. SmackDown, we are probably getting Apollo and Cesaro for SummerSlam, which I told you is probably going to be the likely route that Cesaro will get the Intercontinental Championship as a thank you for putting on a fantastic WrestleMania backlash match with Roman Reigns. Um, but you were never going to get that push. But you getting maybe the third most important 
title on the roster definitely does help out in my opinion males roster males title roster i guess of importance i will rate that with the women's i think that's not perfect you got to kind of segue it there differently other stuff on smackdown i've mentioned it twice on the show about roman reigns's quote but it's just every single night i love it we're john Cena's coming for roman Roman's like, I can't see you. I don't want to see you. It's the same old thing. It's the same show. It's the same insults. It's the same promos. It's the same everything. Whatever he's doing, whoever's writing his stuff, if it's not him, just deserves an award because it is so relatable that he's both punchable, has improved in the ring. You want to punch him in the face and you just want to kiss him on the nose, man. I'm just saying right now, he's a handsome guy. I'm loving what Roman Reigns is doing. Ever since he came back, this was the heel tour was needed. And I told you I wanted to see the Roman ago did i not i was saying that when they were going to wrestlemania they were trying to figure out who to put him against and he's just so funny because essentially we're saying is that the crowd and the tribal chief do not deserve to have to deal with the same old same old we all deserve something fresh and new and you're going to build this fantastic story between that and then it's going to focus on cena wanting to break flair's record and it's going to be roman saying i'm not going i'll be dead in the ground before i allow you to do it and i think it's just gonna be good the match might be questionable some styles don't fit in the ring but some styles fit perfectly before the hands start throwing i loved all of it man and i gotta tell you even though i'm always concerned about any kind of virus spreading when you have these live crowds coming into it because it's so i don't think wwe nor AEW nor any of the other wrestling promotions are really going to have the strictest protocols because you got to think about it, they've probably been ones who have suffered the most without crowd attendance but the good thing about having the crowds back in man is see those reactions they have when roman just goes and says that john cena is like missionary position every single night and you hear them shut down and laugh it's good it's that theater aspect of what you have that you are the peanut gallery reacting i think it lets the wrestlers feed off that energy and you know what andrew i hope you're listening right now because you're giving me crap about the yankees losing 14 to 0 well the red sox are losing 13 to 1 against the blue jays so suck it um we're not that special to lose all the time the red sox aren't that good uh i have loved it it has been good but he says he doesn't want john who does he want francisco finn balor comes out tells him you know if you're not interested in john cena's challenge maybe you'll be interested in mine and then roman goes this challenge accepted we're not getting a triple threat we don't need a triple threat you can bounce out finn balor to be the post SummerSlam feud possibly the guy who takes the title from roman but i don't think we're there yet but i'm interested in the concept i think they mesh well in the ring but are we setting up something bigger what is biggie gonna do with that money in the bank briefcase i don't know because some might say that you can have him go and murder Bobby for murdering Kofi and Xavier Woods. And I would be totally fine with that, my brother. I get it. Or maybe, maybe you draft the remainder of the New Day onto SmackDown. Woods and Woods at uh, Kofi. And then maybe what you do is you build this to Survivor Series where you basically have a New Day versus the Bloodline. Bloodline consisting of Roman Reigns and the Usos for not just the universal championship but the smackdown tag team championships i am a little pitching of a tent right now at the thought of it because it's compelling storylines is it not it includes some of the best wrestlers all in the same ring my dogs in the background are even acknowledging this as a great possibility this is a very hard decision to do because right now bobby lashley's stock is high roman reigns stock is high and how can we make biggie's cash in 
fantastic. He's got to pick the best guy to take that title from. It's going to be great. But the match that might steal SummerSlam, Edge, Seth Rollins, the Drip God versus the Radar Superstar. That promo that I sent you guys, I hope you watch it. I'm like being the teacher telling you need to watch this to get the proper 100% score. It has been good. Seth is a psychopath. Edge is a psychopath, but they're two different kinds of psychopaths. One is a psychopath for success and for his own intentions. One is a psychopath out of his ego, which is Rollins in his beautiful blue, baby blue suit, which I need to wear for court. They're going to go at SummerSlam. It could be the money match. Edge has been showing up. Did great in the triple threat. Did great against his match with Roman. And now we get this, buddy. Because you might have this match. You're going to have this match. You're going to have Roman and Cena. You're going to have Cesaro and Apollo. Hell, Goldberg and Bobby can start SummerSlam. I wanted Goldberg, uh, not Goldberg, but Bobby and Brock, but that would have been too much. I, I would just die. It'd be fantastic. And it's all on a Saturday, too. Who I'll be drinking. I'll tell you that right now. There's more to be done with the card, but that's where we're at right now. And then we'll go to NXT. Um, what, longer than I did? So NXT itself. It was taped, so I'm going to confess something to you. You're going to be shocked. NXT was taped two weeks in advance because Olympics. So I'm going to cut to the nitty-gritty of, like, two things that come to mind because now that we get the air of, like, it's not taped and go to it, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, they were the former teams. They were tag teams together. Raquel won the NXT Women's Championship against Io Shirai at a takeover. Well... Dakota has now turned on her, effectively making her more of a heel. I don't know if Raquel's a face, but I think that's what we're going for. So we're going to have that match going on. And now we're going to get the match. Or we're going to have Walter and Ilya Dragunov Part 2 at TakeOver, which means Walter's going to start off the title. But we're going to have, buddy, we're going to have, get ready for this, Samoa Joe's back, baby. He went from being fired in April, sad boy Charles, to being put into as an enforcer. On NXT, back as an active roster. He got choked out by Karrion Cross. We're going to have Cross versus Joe for the NXT Championship at TakeOver. Happy birthday to me. It's on Sunday. That's not the my birthday. That's birthday week. Oh, it's going to be so good because I'm going to have SummerSlam on Saturday with Edge and Seth and Roman and Cena. And then I'm going to have that. Look at that man. You've seen Big Scary Man. The man on the right, Samoa Joe, is the only man who I think could beat Big Scary Man on that roster. Samoa Joe looks like after he's done with you, he's going to roll up his sleeves and smoke a Marlboro and walk away. <laughs> it, it, you know, you got to have believability. Karen Cross is a big, scary man. And sometimes when you're a champion, the only way you can have big, scary man lose the title is have a scarier man who is great on the mic, who can work the ring, who will be the first and probably only three-time NXT champion, who will hold that belt until he loses to Pete Dunne in his new stable, to allow Kyle Riley and Dunn to create the new championship and stable and feuds and everything like that. And then he'll get his opportunity to go back on the main roster and kill people on the main roster. I'm so happy for him. I love you so much, Joe. You were just great. Loved you in TNA. Loved you in Ring of Honor. Love you when you were doing WWE. You killed Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania in like 19 seconds. That was fantastic. This is going to be good. This is going to be a battle of some submission men, suplexing men. That's what they do. Meat slapping meat, as Biggie says. Follow us on Twitter, Biggie. We love you. It's gonna be a good. Run. And then we go to AEW because NXT was short because I know the spoilers, so I can't even. I knew the spoilers like two weeks ago, so I couldn't even give you that genuine reaction. I just kind of ran like, ha, okay. 
you know, I feel like the iCarly of uh, being like, hey, Oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's who I am these days, kids. Pop culture reference. And then AEW, they did a lot of stuff. Fighter Fest, Fighter Fest 2, Fight for the Fallen. To, to abbreviate it, I watched some of it. And this cut down on AEW is going to kind of be a to learn a wrestler or to learn a wrestling thing as opposed to a, a fallback. So they had a couple matches yesterday. They, the big one being the 10-man tag team match of the Dark Order versus the Elite. The stipulation was that the Elite win, then Hangman Page cannot challenge for the AEW championship, and the Dark Order cannot challenge for the tag team championship. The story's been good. Kenny was the AEW champion, Hangman Page, former tag team champions. They were loved. They wrestled against each other a couple times. Kenny separated from him after they lost the titles. He won the title from Moxley. Hangman went on to a dark spur in life, went with the Dark Order. They became baby faces because Brody died. Still not over that. He's kind of been their friend, their leader. It's been good storytelling. You, now that the crowd's back, you really feel like Paige is going to be the guy who beats Omega. But then what happened yesterday is they lost. So is he or is he not going to get Kenny at All Out September 7th or 5th, whatever those days are? I need to know this because it makes no sense for you to delay this further to the next pay-per-view or even to do this on live TV. I don't want that match on live TV. I want that match on a pay-per-view because the last pay-per-view match that the two of them had was too short for my liking. So I want for a championship title it to be extended with the right kind of setup. I, I think what they're probably going to aim for is the fact that Kenny looking like a homage to Harley Race, not Lenny from uh, Motorhead um, or Triple H, is essentially, was it Motorhead? Ace of Spades, that bad. I think it was Motorhead, but my brain leaves me sometimes when I go on these tangents. Um, but unless they're going to have like Tony Khan just kind of be like, no, Kenny, you have to you know, defend the title against them, and they leave it just at that. So we'll see kind of where it, it takes us in the aggregate of everything. And then they had some other stuff. Lance Archer, he's the, US, uh, he's the New Japan US champion. We talked about the open door and everything that's happening. Well, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the John Cena of it, wants to challenge him. That's probably going to happen in New Japan Resurgence. Um, there's some rumors, Francisco, that not one but two former WWE wrestlers are going to AEW. Everybody seems to be going to AEW. You have Malachi Black, who's Aleister Black. You have Andrade Alito, he's on the AEW. But they're saying, and you know, Mark Henry is there, and so is Big Show. But the rumors are Daniel Bryan's going. Not a surprise. And go back as Brian Danielson. He was big on the indies. And I'm happy for him. He deserves his, you know, world tour retirement the next couple of years. And I think he will go back to WWE on a short run. But I think he just wants to t- wrestle the best guys available to him. His contract expired with the WWE. He lost in a match against Roman that he had to leave WWE. The writing was on the wall. Whether or not Vince is pissed about it, I don't know. I would be because Brian's a big merch mover. And at the end of the day, WWE cares. Everybody else cares about wrestling. All the other wrestling promotions care about wrestling. WWE cares about merchandise. They care about money. That's why you're a multi-billion dollar industry. Um, But good for Brian. I want to see his matches with Jungle Boy. I want to see his matches with Omega. I want to see how he matches up well in a match with some of the new talent that needs to develop. That's the problem. AEW has suffered from this whole independent thing, or not the independent thing, but the forbidden door being open because you haven't been able to build your stars. And now you've had to sign WWE guys who kind of underutilized like Malachi Black and Andrade, and we have to see what the talent is. Granted, Brian Black is something I'm 100% down for. Not even kidding. Like, sign me up. I'm super excited. CM Punk going, I don't care. I don't care. He wasn't my era. So remember, there was a time where I was off wrestling. I, I kind of came back right when he was kind of leaving. 
the benefits of the WWE Network when I did have it, probably Peacock has allowed me to watch his stuff. And there's some talent there. There's a lot of good talent. His match with Cena was excellent. All on top of some of his other stuff with Taker and Brock, they were good. But when you're not there to live through the promos and be a master storyteller there, it's fine. It's done. But also you have to kind of understand too, it's been like seven years. So it's not like Edge, who that was part of my time and he came back with a whole new different story, want to come back from injury. Punk said it'd be punk, you know? And it goes back to the whole thing of we talked about hypocrisy. You fans will poo-poo on WWE for getting Goldberg, but you're so happy to get Punk and AEW, even though maybe his time has passed or not, right? I don't know. Does Punk move merch? Probably, I would say yes. Is Punk is Punk excellent for the wrestling industry? Absolutely. Is he a little bit of an egotistical person? Maybe. I don't know. Punk, I love you. I follow you on Twitter. You're good on that one. I know his, I, I, I like him. I like Phil Brooks. I think he's good all around for everything that he does. Um, it's just interesting of how you're going to dynamic. Because here's the thing you have to understand about AEW, Francisco. You have now infused so much talent with the last several months. Allow me to explain. You got Christian. Christian Cage, who was a WWE wrestler, right? From back in the day, he came back for retirement. He used to wrestle Veg. That's how far back it goes. Then you get Malachi Black. Hmm. Then you get Andrade El Idolo. Then you're getting Daniel Bryan. Now you're getting CM Punk. And then you're still doing the Forbidden Door thing for who knows how long. Probably presumably until the virus is fully settled down. Why? Because if your roster gets sick, like in New Japan, you don't have wrestlers to utilize, right? So you want to probably churn out as much free, not free, but outside talent as you can. But let's say you sign all these big five names. Where can you put them? You can't put CM Punk or Christian Cage or Daniel Bryan in the mid-card before go for the TNT title. You're lucky that AEW Rampage is premiering in August because you can put some of the talent that's not utilized on a second show. But then aren't you creating a problem? Maybe you need more championships. How are you going to float it all together? Is there too many wrestlers that you have now and not enough storyline? How are you going to build your women's division? What are you going to do about your tag team division? You see the issue? so much in one thing it's like the dodgers uh, rotation because now they got max scherzer and you know that's even and they might even get your back you have all this stuff too yeah. many too many open mouths buddy and only you, it, how about this this is the best way i'll explain it to you you have um you have a you have one big bone five hungry dogs hmm. Oof. and that that's like the longevity and then Let's kind of go to learn wrestler and the thing about AEW, and this is why I leave with their main event. Their main event was the labors at Jericho. Match two. Him and MJF are still feuding. The Pinnacle's still feuding with um, with the, the inner circle. It's like every single night, like missionary position. I promise this is the last time I'll mention it. But this feud's been going on for like eight months, man. I'm not even kidding. MJF was trying to join Jericho in like December of 2019 or 2020. Literally. This is how far it's kind of been going on. So the first labor was him versus somebody or Sammy Guevara versus somebody. And then Jericho's second one was going against Nick Gage. Nick Gage is known for death matches and GCW for game changer wrestling. I swear, I, 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 I research sometimes. I'm giving you guys names. I'm like, who the hell are you known about? Nick Gage is not a professional wrestler. He's just wrestling in the bingo halls, messing people up. Oh, that's MJF giving the spoiler. So last night it was a no rules match of Chris Jericho versus nick gage and essentially it was just kind of like a light bloody form of um the death match and when you're talking about these death matches you're talking about you, you, there's highlight back in november that's how far back this feud's kind of going dude too long too long eight months but 
you have Nick Cage using light tubes, pizza cutters to cut people open, breaking people through glass. It's it's death matches for a reason. Um, that's what he's known for there. He's part of the murder, murder, uh, death kill squad, whatever you want to call it. I don't really care. It, it's not my cup of tea. You already know my position. I don't like a lot of that extreme violence in my wrestling unless it's earned the storyline. When I was younger, I loved you like any kind of violence when you're young, right? Because you're young and hyper violence is the way you become desensitized of the world. But you realize these are people. I don't like necessarily them being hurt. Nick Cage, Nick Cage, Nick Gage. I think Nick Cage, I think a different thing. Nick Cage um, lost a game changer wrestling title to Matt Cardona, of all people, who's on TNA now or Impact in a death match. And everybody was losing their minds. But he, this was his opportunity to show up in a big, big, big platform to be more than just the bingo halls where people who just think that, not Natty Ice, but um, what's the other bad beer? Pat's Blue Ribbons are just the best things instead of champagne of beers <laughs> and that uh, nothing better than double McChicken. That, that's the clientele comes into it. So they have this bloody match. I watched it. I'm going to say it right now. I didn't like it. I think the first 10 minutes really exposed a little bit of how Jericho was kind of somewhat holding up a little bit. And then how Gage just doesn't have that wrestling thing because after those 10 minutes the crowd was like dead and then they had to go and get the pizza cutter to cut up jericho's arm and his head and then they had to get the light tubes to kind of um break over jericho's head and his body and then jericho did a hurricane rana through the thing i mean this is the guy or this kind of fight style is known for cutting david arquette's neck man this is new jack stabbing people you know cutting and blooding them up and it's just so excessive and egregious and you know listen if i was in the gladiator days i would be like yeah rip his head off but I know this is a stage act, you know, and I don't want my performance against that guy. I'm, 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 a, I'm a guy who's scared about blood. I couldn't be a professional wrestler in that sense. Anytime I fantasize about it when I was younger, even now, I'd be like, that's great until I have to have someone bleed on me like that and give me an incurable STD. I don't want that, you know. Yeah, No, thank you, sir. Um, I mean, I think that's what happened to Nigel McGinnis. He actually got um, hepatitis B from all the blading and stuff wow. like that. And affected the end of his career. Oof. No, but there is legitimacy. I'm wow. not even saying this to be like a yeah, dick. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah. there, there is stuff. And Nigel McGinnis, you know, look into his stuff. Him, him and Daniel Bryan, when he was Bryan Danielson, Ring of Honor, had some pristine matches. That's how, I know my shit, man. I'm telling you, like, that stuff comes up. And that's unfortunate. I would have that same, because I'm like, ew. You know, I get, I'm like, I think it's ew when I see a kid with boogers, man. You're going to mad have some men bleed over me. So, I watched it. I was a fan of it. And of course, the first thing I do is I look on Twitter to see what the reaction is. And it's split, man, because some people like that kind of ultra violence and some don't. And it's weird, but I think is anytime you have to, it it has to earn the story. If it was a story of Jericho's going through the platoon because this allows him to finally get to MJ if that's fine. And of course, Jericho wins. He hits Gage over the head with a little light bulb stuff, does the juice effect. One, two, three. There was a nice pile driver that Gage did. It was done. That's it. Does Gage come back to AEW? I don't know. TNT had to get approval or the Dynamite executives in AEW had to get approval from TNT to broadcast and TNT's like, yeah, that's fine or whatever, which is fine. I think you need maturity in wrestling. I, I don't think everything could be PG kid words. You need to have curse words in there, Vince, even though you have Roman Reigns talking about missionary position every single night. I lied to you. Um, but it's interesting. So, I mean, how graphic do you want your wrestling to be? Because if it's a feud and they hate each other and been going on, wouldn't this match have been suitable for MJF and Jericho? Because they've been basically in a storyline together for nine months, man. That's when it makes more sense to me, not just to have it be a random lap because whatever happens 
after that does have the conclusion. Granted, Humitu Guerrero is coming back next week as the third tribulation of Jericho. So I think that's pretty, or third labor of Jericho. So I think that's interesting because that brings back my WCW days where the Lion Tamer because Jericho had unmasked Humitu Guerrero. And that led to the, basically a lot of the unmaskings of Lucha Libres down in um, WCW. And that's all week I got. That's all I got for you this week on the cage, man. I mean, it was a long one. Okay. All right, Charles. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. It's idiot. This has gotten us. Well, I'm still gonna keep going. That's for sure. So this is the end of the show. This is probably where I will cut it up for the podcast version of it, but. Uh, because I love to torture myself, I'm going to sit through the rest of the NBA draft. I have it on my laptop on the left. God, man, we are we are not even done with the first round still. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, my it, God. It, it, it's just no bueno. Yeah, and the so, Dodgers also got Danny Duffy. This is just ridiculous. Yeah, this is not. They've got they're they're crafting a super team, and it's it's not even funny anymore. It is, but this is beyond a super team. Yeah. This is this is it's excessive. the Trey Turner thing that gets me. And I'm like, holy crap! Because the Trevor Bauer thing, I get. That's why you get the Scherzer and you get the Duffy replacement. But they're literally yeah. going and saying, we don't we don't need Trevor Bauer. That's literally what they're saying. Yeah. They're gonna avoid his contract. He's mm-hmm. gonna get fired, and you have Scherzer for another year. And then so you replace the guy. You're literally replacing the guy who was the most like detestable person in the last year and a half because it wasn't like he was loving the Reds either. No. With the guy who was loved unequivocally across all the team's fan bases i would feel even if you like hated the nationals you didn't hate max scherzer no mad max we all love bad max man yeah and so now he's not just gonna get one he he might get two because that team is scary and we talked about where people like oh the giants have been leading i'm like you know the dodgers are just resting up man that's how i always viewed it and unless like I mean, I wouldn't want to be in the wild card because even your best starting pitcher can have a bad day and screw you over. That happens. But getting Trot Turner, man, or Trey Turner, de- mm. Mm. Corey Senior and Bellinger and all this other stuff that's going on that roster. Because let's look at the standings now. Dodgers are three games behind the Giants. Yep. The Padres are six games behind, so they have to really go from there. I could see the Dodgers stacked out. And Dave Roberts is a good manager. We make fun of him because he couldn't win all those titles until we figured out why he couldn't win those titles. Cheaters. Um, and then when he had a fair go of it last year, they won. This this doesn't seem right. And this is where it's like, me as a Yankees fan is like, damn, can we get like a call to arms on a cap or anything? something luxury tax don't mean nothing because it's already done in the middle of the season too so it's like whatever we're already here right because yeah. that isn't that isn't that your reaction you know yep. you're like oh you're like all right man in for a penny in for a pound so screw it i i, I granted i really wish the yankees made that kind of position but it said that scherzer didn't want to join which is fine because there's not a lot of other pitchers who have that kind of like free agent ability that we could assign anyway. So if it wasn't Scherzer, I kind of get it, but that's when you just have to kind of still get some guys to bolster. Like why, why is Chad Green still on my team? You let Luis Sessa go, but Chad Green still on it when he blew like two of the holds that we had in Boston when we could have won, we were in the lead, man. We had, we're up like four each time in each game, like four, two, four, three, we had four runs in. And then I'm like, Tom, my goes five, four. Okay, sure. It's just no. It's we'll see. I mean, let's say if it puts them over the top four, 
for uh, what, what trying else? to beat the Giants. What else? Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, God, yeah. there was a lot of stuff, man. And we didn't even get to all the stuff that I was going to talk about either. But regardless, man, we went we went long. Andrew came back. So that was cool. We got a different insight. God, man, he loves Beck Warrior. Wow. He really does. And Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Like, that, that's a fanboyism. Na- mm. Nathan Fillion, follow my good buddy, Jeffrey Hollis, on Twitter, please. You know, yeah. I don't know all his other social media, but that's really all his social media. Like, yeah. Nathan Fillion, I think you'd be a perfect Harry Dresden. I know you're doing the class. Like, you know, bring bring me some limited series Harry Dresden. I know they did the show with sci-fi. It was not good. Really, really bad. Bring it back, man. Bring yeah. it back. That's just me doing the shameless plug. Yeah. You do ha- ha- Basically, you have to rename the episode as, you know, uh, Andrew's Dirty Secret of, you know, loving... <laughs> mech warrior by nathan fillion the next shirt that you should have we will get struck for copyright but you should make like the mech warrior body with nathan fillion's head on it and andrew would buy like all stock oh man i don't have that many oh, i don't have the modding skills for that i don't even have mech warrior i don't uh anyways uh i guess that's it for the show i mean i'm gonna keep going i'm i got fishing planet in the background it's a fishing simulator that's a sport right fishing is a sport so yeah, video gaming is a sport yeah gaming so you're taking sport, two sports e-sport. you're making a one all right well, what see, you can call this is the late night goofs yeah yeah so i'm gonna keep going we are we are in <laughs> pick 22 right. that's a that's a big oh man big big up a creek without a paddle yeah and you charles know. charles is gonna enjoy himself uh i don't know what your what your plans are for the rest of the night but I, I want sweets, man. I just played like three hours of Pokemon, so mm. that, that's where my limit is. Yeah, you know, and I now I'm just making my way to the fourth gym, but I just basically try to grind out. I have like a level 19 panda thingy. It's super cute. I don't know what the name of it because I gave it a cute little nickname. <laughs> but um, but then like I'm in I'm in like level 30 territory with my Pokemon, so I'm just now at that stage where my fifth my fifth Pokemon is just gonna be the low level stuff, so I can just naturally evolve it and trade it out. Mm-hmm all right well folks that that's it uh for the show then this is where i will cut it off so bye bye take care